Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in the Canon Canon. Hook me up and loop me in and download something. Welcome to the Canon Canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia, the Nostalgia Channel. Hail. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like That was Ooh. like right in your face, right at the beginning. Dude, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that really, I mean, mirror to society in the future. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I made a joke about Instagram the other day. I mean, really, we are going to, we're going to have to do a lecture after we do two hours on this. <laughs> you know, I think... Uh, I I was watching this and I said, was this made yesterday? Wow! Right, right. Uh, uh, About our current times. Thank you, <laughs> uh, uh, Nostradamus. Much William Gibson, uh, because of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the Canon Canon, the podcast where we talk about Canon films and all of their greatness. But we also do could have been a Canon episodes, and. As you know, if you have listened to this podcast before, and if this is uh, your first time because you are a big fan of the Nostalgia Channel, and you want to, you are you you like to generate your brain to go anywhere into that's the '90s, uh, and you're coming to jack in to us to watch this up, ep- listen to this episode, uh, jack you, jack you up. We are uh, uh, we have a Patreon, and uh, we have a Patreon.com slash the Canon Canon. And on that Patreon, if you are uh, a member at certain levels, you get to uh, have us do a movie, a pick, a could have been a canon for us. And we have had some amazing picks so far, including uh, this one. Uh, And so this is a movie that was picked by a uh, very faithful member, uh, Brian Armstrong. Uh, we, we also mentioned him, uh, I believe on our Ninja three episode, uh, because (laughs) Brian had picked that we should do Ninja three and a separate thing, uh, a while ago and (laughs) we didn't get around to it because we are the Canon Canon and that is what we do. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, he got to pick what we want, what we had to do. And, uh, uh, because he is also, by the way, uh, he's a Golden Globus. He is our highest level. Uh, he has gotten... Uh, we have a whole bunch of different levels for Patreon. Our highest level is Golan and Globus. You get to essentially beat Golan and Globus to this, which means uh, you get all the benefits of all the other levels, and you get a personalized thank you from Bronson himself. Uh, uh, and with that, uh, he also, again, gets to pick what this movie is. And so for the movie he picked for us was... And I'll say right away, a movie I never seen before. Oh, this. really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can believe that. Yeah, yes, that's not a. Surprise. It's not that that's crazy. Not a surprise at all. Knowing I that. wasn't sure if I should believe it or not. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's definitely, it's one I always thought I should see. Okay. Uh, partly because of the punk connections. Because uh, of Henry Rollins. And- Henry Rollins being in it, yeah. Uh, but of course, we are talking about 1994s. Five. Of course, Frank, is what I said 
Just yeah. let me finish. I always start my 95. You were going to say 1994 plus another year. Exactly. That and is I how totally I like interrupted like an asshole. Ugh, wowzer. Jeez. We're, we're figuring out here, people. 19... You snooze, you lose, Jeff. <laughs> uh, you don't get it out. I'm going to jump on it. I'm the Jamie Taco of this. <laughs> say the line. <laughs> we are doing 1995's Keanu Reeves classic. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. A name I could never say right uh, <laughs> forever. Well, you need a mnemonic device to remember. Thank you. Thank you very <laughs> much. Uh, but yeah, uh, 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 Brian picked this for us. Also wanted to throw out uh, to the World Speaking of Patreon, we have a new Patreon member, Rushy Glenn. Thank you so much for joining in. Uh, uh, as a Patreon member, we appreciate your support so much. Of course, again, you can join in as a Patreon member for all of these types of benefits. Uh, uh, We love them all. Uh, But today, we love Brian the most. Uh, So yeah, Brian picked uh, Johnny Mnemonic for us. This is one uh, I've never seen before. Uh, I I knew right away Frank had definitely seen it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But before we get into it, let's let Brian uh, give a little explanation about his feelings uh, and why he picked Johnny Mnemonic. Take it away, Brian. Hey, this is Brian Armstrong, and we're going to talk about Johnny Mnemonic as it could have been a canon. And I feel like it's a distant cousin to Tank Girl, which you talked on the previous could have been a canon. Um, both were released in 1995. So, Johnny Mnemonic was released on May 26th of 1995. It came out a week after Die Hard with a Vengeance, which was released on May 19th. And it was dwarfed by Batman Forever, which came out a couple weeks later with June 16th. And if it had any legs, it didn't really produce it after the second week of release. I went and saw it third weekend with like four other people (laughs) it was kind of a sad viewing I guess but I was really enthralled of what I watched it was a big year for uh, cyberpunk films you know Hackers came out in September you know we had Strange Days which was a phenomenal film and I'm glad I got to see it at the theater even though no one went and saw it Virtuosity Judge Dredd, which came out later in the summer on June 30th. And then The Net. I think The Net was the only one that made any kind of money whatsoever with a type of genre, a subgenre. I feel like the common trope in these type films was Henry Rollins or Ice-T. You know, and that was all stemming from Lollapalooza 91 with Rollins Band and Body Count being in the same lineup. Either of them being in heavy prosthetics or uh, on the soundtrack in some way. I was a big such soundtrack collector at the time, you know, after The Crow in 94. And it just felt like a lot of the bands were on most of those soundtracks, like Helmet and Devo seemed to be a common trope. I was playing Shadowrun with some fellow uh, students in the year, during the year, and it was cool to see a visual of what that world would have been as if I was a Decker. I didn't think they knew how to market Johnny Mnemonic. I remember seeing more marketing at weird places like the coffee sh- uh, 
a coffee mug that was at Sam Goody or um, the pinball machine at the bowling alley. Didn't I actually see trailers? I didn't really know much about William Gibson other than he was supposed to be one of the screenplay writers for Alien 3 that didn't get chosen. I feel Necromancer is an important book now, but at the time, you know, for most people my age, we just wouldn't think anything of it. Same with Blade Runner, though. I feel like a lot of people didn't think anything about Fellow K. Dick till later. You know, just, oh, we just really like this film. I really thought it was a bad move to market Dolph Lundgren as uh, one of the stars of the film when he didn't really have any hits under his belt. You know, Masters Universe would probably be the biggest American film that he did that did not do well. And then, of course, you know, uh, The Punisher wasn't even released in America. It was released in Australia. So he probably had more feet in overseas than it did here. Um, Keanu Reeves wasn't really the Keanu Reeves we all know today. Uh, He just got off a hit with Speed, and I feel like that's why they chose him. And um, I think he's great in this role. I think this role was perfect for him. I like Johnny Mnemonic. If I had a taster's choice with this and The Matrix, I definitely would choose Johnny Mnemonic over The Matrix. I just didn't really need all the religion and all the uh, weird, um, I guess, world that was built around it. Yes, I was blown away by bullet time and those things, but if I had a choice, I just felt like I just really enjoyed um, the world that Johnny Mnemonic produced. And if I feel like it had more money, I feel like we would have had a better... Um, we would be... It would have been well but well, well received than, than it was. Uh, it's ironic. There's so many retro perspectives that are being made about the film now. It just didn't have any feet in 1995. And, and it'd be great to see... A director's cut or a special edition um, related to the film. Like, automatically, we haven't heard anything about Robert Lago and why he didn't do any films after that, besides it probably not doing very well in American cinema. Um, I mean, I still feel like $54 million is not a bad price tag over a movie that was unproven or didn't really have any legs to stand on. It's a lot better than a lot of the other um, cyberpunk films that were released in the year. You know, Catherine Bigelow, you know, is one of the best directors of our time, and she had one of the biggest flops with Strange Days. And anybody who's seen Strange Days will tell you that's one of the best films ever made. I just feel like the cyberpunk thing was just really overlooked, and I would love to see it come back. I just, I know um, the 90s was just a weird time, especially in around 95. I'm really excited to hear what you guys are going to say about this film. And anything that I missed, I would love to hear what you have to say. So I guess I'll let you guys do it. But I hope you guys enjoy Johnny Mnemonic, which is a great character actor's film. If you want to know about certain characters in the film, just watch it. And you'll be like, oh, I know that guy. Or, or I've seen that person. And you'll understand what I mean. Have a good day. Thank you, Brian, for That's right. for that uh, intro and for picking again 
this very fun movie to watch. So uh, cyberpunk, baby. I mean, cyberpunk at its, you know, baby stages. We're talking about uh, uh, Billy Idol cyberpunk, which we've mentioned here before, (laughs) which isn't even on the soundtrack, but the soundtrack, Jeff. Oh, man. I mean, wait to get into that. Yeah. I mean, as Brian said, this is like that. This is this is the height of we're doing cyberpunk in society. Like, uh, you know, he mentioned all the different like he mentioned Strange Days uh Mm -hmm. virtuosity virtuosity Uh, yeah like right like his list is just like all right i guess we should probably handle all of these uh at some point uh yeah not to mention i really was waiting for billy idol cyberpunk to show up uh this is to the system (laughs) this is definitely the height of we're going to use the internet in the weirdest way possible to promote a movie (laughs) uh this is definitely the height of uh, what's the best way to promote a movie? You gotta have a CD-ROM, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and in your Windows ninety five, man. Yes, <laughs> like I am amazed that Johnny Mnemonic wasn't uh, given out with AOL discs. Uh, right. <laughs> two houses. Keanu shows up <laughs> with uh, the Friends cast. Whoa. <laughs> and so yeah, that's right, Rachel. <laughs> My name's not Rachel. Oh, <laughs> could I be more the internet? Um, <laughs> so yeah, this movie is also so as uh, uh, Brian says in his intro, this is like a nice uh, kind of uh, uh, follow up slash uh, connective tissue movie slash kind of sister movie to Tank Girl. Uh, yeah, in a lot a of lot. ways. Yeah. Oh yeah, and so I'll also say, uh, spoiler. So, <laughs> when we, as we sometimes do, we were watching this. Frank watched it first. I believe you texted me. I think you're gonna hate this movie. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said, uh, get ready for a very another very '90s movie. Maybe that's what it. Yes, and you were like, yeah. my wife's loving it. You might your head might explode in the third act or something right. like. Right. Yes. 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 <laughs> because you know that we this is we we've we've got our Venn diagram overlap and then we've got our certain our certain things that we're, stick with us and uh, for me we're on the other side of the circle there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for me, it is definitely nineties. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of issues with the nineties. This is my own beef. Uh, some yeah. of it is valid. Some of it is not. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, this movie did put some of it to the test, but I will say, so as my spoiler, I basically enjoyed it. Like, yeah, I did enjoy it. Like, I mean, I realized that, yeah, that I was like, how much of this is what feels canon to me, like a production that clearly got weird. Um, how much of this is a weird interpretation of a version of IP, uh, uh, even when the creator is involved in it. Uh, uh, How much of it is that it's just an aesthetic thing that I don't like, but it doesn't necessarily make it bad. Uh, But then there were times in the movie where I was like, no, no, this is bad. And then this is good. Like, and there, uh, but I was like, I was, I don't know if it's one I'll return to that often. But I could see it if it's on Pluto being like, oh, I'm going to stick around for this part. Right. Uh, and as we've also talked many, 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 many times, I, you know, neither of us like to watch movies ironically. But uh, for all of my B 
beef with the 90s, and this comes from growing up in the 90s and my own issues, I do have a love for bad VR bullshit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so even if I'm like, I don't know if this works, but I still enjoy it. Like, me and my wife do the Minority Report joking a lot, like doing the impression of Minority Report hand motions. Uh-huh. And then I was like, wait a second. I should have been doing Johnny Demotic all this time because it is <laughs> wild. The Minority Report. I mean, Johnny Mnemonic walked so that Minority Report could run. He's folding <laughs> things in VR. <laughs> he is unfolding. He is doing puzzles in VR to get gain access. It's You're not a- breaking code. You're <laughs> no. not a code breaker. You're a puzzle. Uh, He's playing... I don't know the proper name for him, but it happens kind of later in quarantine and it continues that there's a certain type of like iOS game that I that is made by like I want to say like Ben Five, some or Bin Five, some company. Ben Folds Five? Ben Folds Five is now a game designer for iOS iPad games. Yeah. Uh but they're basically like all the same. They're either some form of fantasy or like some form of like medieval. I skip over every story part. And you're basically just constantly like, oh, I found an axe. Now I have to use the axe to cut this rope. And now that opens this thing. And it's just constantly finding things and then little puzzles. Yeah. That's what, what as soon as it started, I was like, this is what I do before I go to bed, is what Johnny Mnemonic <laughs> is doing to make a phone call. That's the other part I realized that yes. is like, most of this movie is making phone calls. Oh, yeah. Most of the action in this movie is making a long-distance phone call, video call, or... Thanks sh- to AT&T. Thank you to AT&T. It's a, I, hey, it's a hellscape, but AT&T still exists. Uh, yeah, corporations definitely exist, but mostly it's AT&T. It's like they, yeah. they definitely won. It's like Demolition Man. Where Taco, Taco Bell won the fast food war. <laughs> I had that cup. I know. There are weird parallels with with Demolition Man in this movie too. Like oh, yeah. I was just like, there's a lot of corresponding, but and faxing. There's so much faxing in this oh, fucking movie. So much faxing. Uh, right, what are you doing? And so I'll also say, and I I texted you about this a little bit, and 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 we won't go so far down the rabbit hole, but I do think it will possibly kind of weave in and out is that we just happened to uh, 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 get the request to watch Johnny Mnemonic at the same time that The Batman was released to HBO Max. So I was watching, I you know, look, The Batman's fucking long. Like, so it's, I, yeah, it's I'm, an, long. I'm an adult with a child. I had to watch it in two parts. Even my wife yeah. was like, I'm amazed you got through so much of the, like, the in the, the first, first viewing. Yeah. yeah. But so I basically watched the Batman for two hours, then jumped to Johnny Mnemonic, <laughs> then went back to the Batman, and mm. uh, I was drowning in the nineties. Like I was just like swimming and drowning. But also, it made it that I was like, "Am I drawing parallels because I'm watching them together, 
or because they are there. <laughs> There's a tone I can see kind of like having similarities a little bit. Of, I mean, of course, you can't avoid it because of something in the way being prominently featured in the movie. Prominently. Hey, hey Jeff, did you know this, that uh, they had to record that? It was so quiet that Butch Vig had to turn the volume up all the way. All and the you know what? Way. There wasn't a click track to it. They just had to go off of Kurt's uh, acoustic playing. Just and you know what? Go. That's that's the power of Grohl, man. That's man, that is the, the P of the G. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I say all the time. The P of the G. Yeah, I love your P of the G tattoo. Uh, yep. Yeah, but I I mean, so I'll also, just to not be, turn this into a fucking The Batman podcast, but I know I know you liked and you saw it twice. Uh, I did. And the second time I saw it in 4DX, which I liked a lot more. I could see that. <laughs> Also, but it's not good if you have glass. My wife had her glasses on, and like, there's so much rain yeah. in that movie that her, her glasses just kept getting water <laughs> on them. Yeah, that, I actually don't think I could do 4DX. Like, I'm like, I think like the it's rain long. on my lenses would drive me nuts. Uh, I'm going to uh, see Doctor Strange in 4DX for sure. Maybe I should try that one. I worry that I'll say this is actually a sad part of, you know, this is where everyone should uh, get out your violins and feel bad for me. Uh, But having hearing aids both was like an amazing thing when I first got them because I remember seeing the killing of the sacred deer kind of connected to the Batman because that kid is the one who plays the Joker. Uh, When I first saw killing of the sacred deer, I like cried because the opening music, I was like, oh, I was deaf. I wasn't hearing like movies like I do. Yeah. The hard part is, like, my hearing aids will also get overwhelmed by it being too loud, and I can't control it in the movie theaters. And so, like, even in Jackass, I had to turn it down sometimes, which was frustrating. Um, I I could see that, because there's a lot of surprising noises. Yeah. And so, but so, I I will say, just to, again, not to make it into the Batman podcast, but I was, I generally thought it was okay. Like I, it wasn't like it wasn't like the Joker where I was like I think I actually have political problems with this movie. Right. <laughs> like I was like I think this is actually not good, uh, and yeah. and and not good for the world, and like that's being his like you know ridiculous, but also kind of true. Uh, uh, no, yeah. I I was like I it felt uh, it it. I feel like it would. That's why I think I was thinking of Johnny Mnemonic. Is there are just like a handful of scenes that are my uh, aesthetic problems that then I was like, well, that's just kind of making it hard for other parts for me to like, be like, I'm really into this. Um, I thought the second half was better than the first half. Mm -hmm. I think the first half's like just too slow, like for my liking. Uh, But also like, I just found it so odd that I feel like Robert Pattinson has tried to get away from being the Twilight guy and then was kind of fine with just being like, but I'm going to let you let me do that a little like, or like let the director kind of pick that. And there's just no getting around. Like as soon as something in the way came on, I was just like, I can't do this. (laughs) Like, this is just like, I get it. He was listening to it in the movie. That was like, it was, it was, uh, what do you call it? Diegetic? Yes. um, Diegetic. Yeah. Yeah. also, it was the score, but then also in the movie, he was listening to it. He had to turn it off to tell Alfred, uh, you're not my dad. Yeah, I think that's, it's like, I, I look, I think, and this happens, and I, I, I think that uh, it's okay, in my opinion, it's okay if, like, you're like, let's have Batman be influenced by the concept of Kurt Cobain. 
But mm-hmm. also maybe like let's leave that on the first draft and be like, mm, it might be a little on the nose. Like Wait, maybe you didn't in like the that next Batman wore that cardigan and those glasses, the sunglasses. Wait, the what? Over his bat suit, he wore the cardigan and yeah. the alien sunglasses. I know. It was really weird. And he had that Daniel Johnston like that? shirt on. It was cool. Yeah, no, like I like that. I like that. My favorite part is where he wore the t-shirt over his bat suit that said, <laughs> corporate magazines still suck. Yeah. I mean, that was cool. That was cool. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. No, it's just like those handful of moments of like that. And then like where I was like, oh, I guess it's cool that you're using the makeup like showing that he has some makeup, but then when you leave it on, so he looks like he's in My Chemical Romance. Dude, <laughs> was there weird. Parts, though, I, there were parts though. I was like, he could play Robert Smith. He could. I, he, he could probably do like it better than uh, than uh, Sean Penn uh, in that weird movie. <laughs> but it was just like those things, like to almost like weighed it down too much. Like it felt like Tobey Maguire in Spider Man, the thing we like made fun of when he became emo Spider Man. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like in and and also then I was like, well, now every time it says no more lies from the Riddler, I was like, Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> like no more lies oh take it back y'all T- like i was like it's just two 90s but then on top of it it's a lot like people i know people love saw but like any yeah. of the moments that were saw i was like Ugh, i hate saw like yeah. i just don't like it and 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 when i looked at the wikipedia i was it was interesting because i was like oh this might actually be just more of like my issue like i just thought maybe actually the movie too much was going on it was both and it, that's why it felt like johnny mnemonic where it was like there were almost too many ideas yeah and some were hit on the nose really hard and then some weren't like it's like great you didn't do the origin story but also sometimes i'm like would i know what the fuck's going on if i didn't know anything about batman like what version of the viewer do you want this for um yeah. uh because i was like oh yeah you are listing off like 15 different Batman storylines, multiple 70s movies, clearly seven at one point, yeah. clearly the Zodiac Killer, clearly Kurt Cobain, mm. clearly Manhunter slash Silence of the Lambs for the deleted scene. So far, you're scene. just listing everything I like. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like, I guess it was a weird element. And in some ways, again, I can kind of connect it to Johnny Mnemonic where mm. it's like, I was like, oh, is this the first time there's been a Batman that is making reference, so much hardcore reference to existing culture and pop culture? So it felt disarming to me, like in some ways where I was like, oh, and now all I can think of is Seven. All I can think of is Rage Against the Machine. Mm -hmm. Um, But the second half, I felt like it was just like more of a fun action movie. I also was just like, yeah, I get that. It's more of a detective movie. I think that might be just more boring to me. Either way, yeah. ultimately, I thought it was fine, though. Like, I wasn't like, you know, you I might like it. it better than the third Nolan one, uh, yeah. uh, ultimately. Um, but when something in the way came back again, <laughs> ooh, boy. But I so to connect all of that. Oh, also, the last Johnny Mnemonic uh, connector that I'm sure I'll connect later. But like, in this, I was like, God damn, there is so much news we're going to so Channel much. One, like Channel One New York, <laughs> yeah. essentially, so many yeah. times. And it <laughs> felt like Johnny Nevonic making phone calls 
mm-hmm. and fucking fax machine numbers all the time. It was just like it, but in and so like it, something in the way felt like uh, KMFDM showing up all of a sudden, like yes. on the soundtrack, and like uh-huh. God lives underwater, etc. Uh, we'll yeah, go further into that as we get into, it, but I just was like, I was amazed at the 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 kind of moves that felt parallel to Johnny Mnemonic, and that were in in to me were the things that actually made Johnny Mnemonic suffer as a movie, mm. as well. Just were almost the same as the Batman to me. Um, uh, but before we continue on that crazy connections, uh, do we have some mnemonic facts? <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, Johnny Mnemonic came out May 26, 1995. So by the time this hits the main feed, that'll be yesterday? Mm. I don't know. We're, we're Again. Did we time this? <laughs> we, yeah, let's just take credit. Why yeah. not? Um, directed by Robert Longo, not Loja. Oh, God, hey, I wish. Directing Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic, you got to drink your OJ. <laughs> <laughs> but Robert Longo is mostly known as an REM video director. He, he uh, directed a lot of REM videos. He directed Megadeth's Peace Sales. Mm-hmm. And the Bizarre Love Triangle video. Yeah. Uh, New Order, which is a very strange video. Uh, and the uh, Helmet video. Yeah. So he's he's mostly a music video director, and this was the only movie he directed. Well, uh, and for him, like, known for... Like, he's... I mean, the, 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 the crew behind it is crazy. Just to say on him, like, he's also known for, like, the Men in Cities drawing and print series. Which, right. like, I was like, oh, I don't... What is that? And I, as soon as I, like, typed it in, I was like, oh, those are him? Uh, uh, and then, like, he's, like, was in the whole, like, he was involved with Reese Chatham with his guitar trio at one point, like, in oh, the wow. kind of weird punk experimental world. Like, mm-hmm. I think did stuff with Steve Reich, like, at one point. Like, definitely uh, worked with Glenn Branca, but then also a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's like he's, like, definitely, like, it's super interesting that he directed. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but also who wrote it? <laughs> Uh, that was William Gibson. Uh, so, which is up to William. dispute to him. <laughs> yeah, he says that because he did, he was not happy with the movie. He wrote the original uh, story that it was based on. Uh, in addition to another story he wrote, he kind of combined two stories of his into the screenplay. He also wrote for like episodes of the X Files, and um, he wrote a movie called The New Rose Hotel with Christopher Walken, Willem Dafoe, and. Asia. I remember that movie because yep. of Asia. Like I actually yeah. now you're telling me I had no idea that Gibson was involved in that. Uh which yeah. is would have been the reason I would have gravitated at one point, but no, I definitely like saw because I was like, ooh, Asia. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what is your history with him with Will uh, William Gibson? So I was actually just talking about that with my wife, and it actually does play into one of the reasons I think I never saw Johnny Mnemonic, because I was shocked that she hadn't ever seen it because she I think much like your wife and much like uh, many uh, wives of a certain age uh, <laughs> loved uh, Keanu Reeves uh, oh, yeah. when she was in junior high and high school. But so, yeah, William Gibson is like, uh, as a fan of uh, sci-fi writing, uh, I, I, I've, I, William Gibson is the guy that I know I'm supposed to like, but I could never get into. Like, and yeah. I could never get, I, I, and she said the same, like, and she reads a lot of sci-fi as well, but she's like, I could just never get through necromancer. It just never completely clicked. 
and uh, Is it neuromancer, or, neuromancer, uh, neuromancer. Sorry, yeah. yes. Um, uh, and I do. I, I it kind of plays into Johnny Mnemonic and the fact of like so the concept of cyberpunk. Also, I never loved. Like I yeah. just you know it's as you could tell. Like it's like the cyberpunk yeah. slash steampunk world like yeah the aesthetic is rough for me and it's it can work sometimes like i'm one of the people who's like wild wild west is kind of fun like a little (laughs) and like parts of the league of extraordinary gentlemen even though it isn't anything like the alan moore comic are kind of fun uh in memory i watched it once a long time ago but um but cyberpunk was always like something I just wasn't super into. Uh, even like, you know, we've talked about, I think, Richard Stanley's hardware. I know it's important, but I didn't right. love it. Um, uh, and I think part of it is, and that applies to Johnny Mnemonic, is I can, because I'm just a pain in the ass and I have my aesthetic problems in the world, I think I can hang with slightly older sci-fi because... Uh, when it doesn't get it right, it feels like I can let it slide a little bit more. Right. Just for the basic being a pain in the ass sort of thing. But then also, uh, I, I don't know, the universal themes maybe come across uh, a little clear versus like something like this feels like, I don't know, we're like two years away. Like It's like, uh, I'm just not as interested. I'm not as interested. I know I said I love the whole internet like fucking minority report Johnny Mnemonic yeah. bullshit VR stuff but in a funny way like I don't like I I uh, I think because honestly I'm realizing as I'm saying this part of it is a constant exhaustion right now of social media and the internet right so I'm and almost like in all the time. Yeah, like in like Henry Rollins' speech really spoke to me. I mean, I thought so too, man. <laughs> it's a weird element. That's what is what Gibson is like. He isn't wrong. Like in yeah. Johnny Mnemonic, ain't wrong. I just don't really want to like over and over hear the message. Like it's it's don't look up for you a little bit. Yeah, which I still haven't watched because of that. Like I just like yeah. I'm just like ugh, I'm like living in it. Uh, yeah. uh, and and granted, again, it's like. We joked about like, man, was this made yesterday? Like, you could say that about the Running Man. You could say that about like various dystopian things. But there's just like a a disconnect. I'm not as locked in. I'm not as looped in. I'm not as hooked in. (laughs) No, Jeff, you're complaining all the time about how this is exactly what 1984 said. This is exactly what we're living in right now. Big Brother trying to make me wear a piece of cloth over my face. You know, man, as soon as soon as I saw that video of a captain pilot on a plane saying we could take our masks off and they all cheered, I cheered with them because there is nothing cooler than people who cheer on a plane. You know, like I love it when we all clap when a plane lands and I love it when we all clap on a plane because we're like, we can all just be assholes. Yeah, (laughs) let's breathe in each other's breaths. (laughs) Might as well be those people who are also doing that weird Jesus revival on a plane too. Goy, goy, goy. Now that's a dystopian future we live in. That is a dystopian future. Trapped on a plane while a Christian folk group or whatever the fuck. The the Christian the Christian face. improv everywhere shows up and it's just like uh oh get out of here. I was uh, telling oh, who was it um, the other day because that video came out. I was filming something. Uh, I forgot who I was talking to, but it's saying that like 
then I would be like, you know, six, 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 the number of the beast. <laughs> like, just as like, no, you got to do yours. No, I get to do mine. I Equal opportunity time here. Come on, come on. Those videos, honestly, are super funny to me because one, uh, so many people don't realize how lame they are. Like, just in the world. Like, beyond like politics, that, just like that, like, oh. people don't realize, like, what a bunch of narcs they are, what a bunch of fucking cops they are, and what a bunch of just lamos that they're all, like, that so many people grow up and become the equivalent of the person who thinks it's okay to write in an editorial to your local newspaper <laughs> and Dude, don't it's, think it's that's that, weird. <laughs> that family singing their order at the ice cream place. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Wow. Fuck off. But, man, those so two hard. videos of the... the people cheering for their masks being taken off and then of the religious people there's like one or two people who the looks on their faces oh, yeah. are pure like, joy of just like just get through this i'm just yeah. trying to get through a fucking plane ride god damn it people <laughs> um uh, anyway yes but demonic. uh but yeah that's my william gibson i just i could never I've tried. I've tried a lot of times, and yeah. and and it's a fine line. I mean, we've talked about Blade Runner, where it's like even like Blade Runner, like I love Blade Runner, but it still yeah. has the littlest bit of like I it it, it I, I I I don't know it, it it you know what? There's also just like this is the canon part, and this uh, uh, happens with some of our other movies. Like it has an Albert Pyun vibe to it it does have a very cyborg feel to yeah i think it's like i get also like a little uh tired and i think cyberpunk can kind of go into that territory where the future is a lot of weird bullshit on your face you know what i mean yeah and you're like well i don't i guess i see the the lineage like i guess i see the logic of where you're going but it, it's it's this weird it's uh, urban camo, I guess. Urban camo, yeah. And like and it I think it's like it's this it it falls into the same connection to the Matrix thing. It's like uh cyberpunk, how it gets translated. And maybe William Gibson doesn't intend this because I also think it's super interesting. Like I wanna follow this up. And if anyone knows if this is true, I like read multiple times that like According to at least one interview, William Gibson has never been on the internet, at least at the point he got interviewed, yet writes right. about it, which is very funny to me. Um, it, there's there's uh, uh, the, it, Cyberpunk has an implied coolness to it, which is like, oh, it ain't cool if you think it's cool. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, it's like the cool kids in, the, in high school who you're like, eh. Well, the dusters aren't that cool. Like you gotta, <laughs> RNA sunglasses aren't that cool. So either way, what was yeah. your feel? Like, did you have a history with William Gibson at all? No, not really. I mean, yeah. just like casually. I'm, I'm not. I need to be a deeper reader of science fiction. I have my go tos, like your basic ones. You know, yeah. like your most. You know, like the popular ones with Asimov and um, Philip K. Dick, and mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Ellison sometime like I don't know like you know there's some stuff that I've read I'm so bad I'm such a bad reader I my eyes cross and yeah. I get my mind wanders so it's very hard to keep up with sci-fi yeah reading yeah. sci-fi I love watching sci-fi yeah uh, I love digesting it but I just can't it's very hard for me just like with fantasy like I just can't yeah. read fantasy because it's just hard for me to I don't know what's what's my brain is broken. I get lost. Um, Both of us, I think, have a certain 
uh, shared dumbness of like we can't remember names yeah. in movies so like when it comes Absolutely. to like honestly that's such a dumb thing to say but like that will be the case like sometimes I was like what the fuck was that guy's name like yeah and you've I heard us pr- canon canon fans life. of not being able to remember plot stuff like like <laughs> i can't i couldn't keep track of like some of the stuff going on in this which also happened yeah. in the batman so like i'm the dummy it's not you like even though we are uh writers uh, and creators, that doesn't mean we're smart in that way. Well, I mean, even half the time, I'm like, what was the story I'm writing again? Like, yeah. Like, I have to kind of check back I'll and be like, I fucking know. I mean, right, and Godspeed, again, for books, like, I've, you know, written one and halfway through the second, and I that's harder than anything I've ever done. Like, because I'm like, oh, yeah. if I take the littlest bit of a break, I'm like, what did I do? Like, so... We've said it before. When when I heard that Stephen King had like an assistant to be like, this is what happened in the other Dark Towers. I'm like, smart fucking move. Jesus. I can't can't remember half the sketches I wrote. People bring up shit, and I don't know what they're fucking talking about. I just wrote a sci-fi comedy thing, and I had all these kind of grand plans of like certain things. And at a certain point, I had to be like, I got to simplify this shit because this is way, there's already a lot going on, and this is way too much to like, why am I making this harder on myself? <laughs> I just need this simple idea and then just... Well, and yeah. I think that's part of it. And I don't think it's... I think it's 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 both personal taste. And I, I, I know we always kind of joke that we're both dummies, but we're not really dumb. It's just we have certain, like, ways our brains work. Like, uh, uh, and I, I, again, I think, like, that was when I was watching Johnny Mnemonic, and I think part of it is probably canon-style production shit. I was like... Maybe if we just kind of simplified some of this stuff a little, like, uh, and other stuff was way too simplified. But again, the same with the Batman, where I was just like, man, it's like really going back and forth between I'm either swimming in what's going on, or you're hitting me over the head with it, like with a Rollins yelling at me, sort of thing. It's almost like every once in a while, it's like it wants to catch up with itself. Um, uh, but I also, you know, I it 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 seems like this went through a lot of fucking cuts uh yeah. in versions. Oh yeah. Um well but, there are different versions yeah. that exist. Uh uh but do we have any other facts on it? Do we have do we have how did this do? Uh well well real quick oh, yeah, you, please. we we're mentioning the Batman and Henry Rollins. You know the uh so the character in this movie apparently uh according to IMDB facts, so let's yeah take it with a huge grain of salt. Based on Mad Stan a character he would later go on to voice in Batman Beyond. Do you know that character? No. No. I, I think that's anyway, bullshit. <laughs> budget was $26 million. Uh On IMDb, it said that the worldwide gross was $19 million, but the Wikipedia says 52.4. Wow. That's a big window. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot different. Uh, the top 10 movies, we got Batman Forever, which is interesting since Val Kilmer was in consideration for right. this. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, Apollo 13, Toy Story, Pocahontas, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, Casper, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Crimson Tide, Goldeneye, Waterworld. Wow. I almost saw the Waterworld uh, thing. We went back to Universal because we got the uh, season pass. Thing. Oh, man. Yeah. And I almost watched it uh, soon. Man. Soon. I got to I gotta go see. We got to go see. <laughs> the Simpsons ride opened back up. And that oh, it did? And that was so fun. Man. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, 
I'll say this is on a digression. I just went to Disney for two days, and it is a lot more fun when your kid can ride on some of the crazy rides. Like, oh yeah, he loved Guardians of the Galaxy. And oh, I was man. like, all right, you don't even know with this IP. But and I was like, <laughs> I, there was a point where I was like, oh, I should put my arm over him to keep him safe. And then I realized at one point I was just grabbing his leg, and then I needed to just <laughs> grab the pole because I was freaking out because I was like, it goes up and down so many oh, times. Yeah. <laughs> You're like afraid of him flying out. I what? Like she, my wife had it on his her brain so much, and then I did too, and that I gave up. And I was like, I'm worried about me flying out. I was freaking yeah. out. Um, but either way. <laughs> So, okay. So that's an interesting top 10 movies. Uh, yeah. So where do you think this landed in 1995? I mean, that's hard when we know there's two different wild uh, takes on money. I'm going to say 32? No. My way off? Yeah. Oh. 56? Not way off, but no. Where are we at? 86. God, why didn't I say 86? I, honestly, I'm not lying. That was my gut. That was my gut. And then uh, I was like, let's be nice to Namon. Uh, Jeff, open up your chakras to the power that you have within. <laughs> Hold um, on. Let me do some quick, weird Tai Chi, but not really. <laughs> Shoof, whoosh, okay. <laughs> yeah, That. speaking of Joker uh, in uh, the bathroom scene. Yes. Uh, anyways, uh, so it was beat by movies like It Takes Two. <laughs> with the Olsen twins and uh, Steve Gutenberg oh, and wow. Kirstie Alley, uh, Vampire in Brooklyn, Showgirls, and Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> I mean, so yeah, it's I guess like you know to briefly talk about different cuts. So mm. I guess in theory, uh, uh, the director Robert Longo and William Gibson wanted to do like a million and a half is the story, in theory, according to some interviews. They want it to be like an art film. Uh, yes. Uh, and they want it to be smaller, but they, and it, according to them, they couldn't get funding. And honestly, looking at that top 10, it makes a little bit more sense. That's like, they couldn't, it's that weird era where it's like, they can't get a million and a half. They can only get 20 or 30 million. That's insane. I mean, but that's still true, though. Yeah, I know. Like that, it's like that weird. sounds like the beginning of that. And when you look at that, it's like, yeah, you got Waterworld. Like that's just like shitting out money to make yeah. a movie that wasn't going to do that great, but become a fucking uh, Universal Studios <laughs> stunt <laughs> show spectacular. <laughs> um, but so, so they wanted to be an art film, and then in there, I think I, I I got wrong on the timelines a little, but I think maybe Speed came out, and that helped with the funding, and then. They were like, okay, the studios were like, this has to be big. And according to William Gibson, like, he doesn't really like to put his name on there because, like, maybe other people got in there. Yeah, they rewrote. Yeah, but also it was recut to make it more and marketed really hardcore to make it, yeah. like, more kind of commercial. And then there's also... This is a few one like I know a lot of you know pyun heads will be like you got to watch cyborg and we'll you know maybe do that and then nemesis and you all mean that nemesis yeah nemesis yes um uh but uh apparently there's like the maybe the Japanese cut is closer yeah and also has different music because yes, that's it has the, a different score and yeah but even that got confusing to me like there was maybe a soundtrack by some industrial band called Black Rain yeah. Japanese yes. band, but then, and I've never heard of Black Rain, and I like industrial. 
And oh, then, I I've heard of Black. Oh, Mirror. you ha- I mean I, I appreciate which you is so much. Weird Frank. because like I recently it was so weird. I just I didn't even make the connection, but recently I had heard of Black Rain and I was like, holy crap, that's right, I forgot. How are they? They're good. I like them. I what mean, kind of industrial are they? Uh, they're kind of one of those that kind of like um kind of uh they kind of like go through the genres a little bit Mm -hmm. are they uh, are they like one that could be on the soundtrack a little bit more no i mean i say that they go through the genre i don't mean that i mean like as as far as like a kmfdm or uh, yeah um uh what's al jorgensen uh ministry yeah ministry like they're kind of like of that ilk here hold on hold on so a little bit more wax track c I can't hear that at all, Frank. Oh, that. <laughs> I can't hear it at all. <laughs> I'm going to look him up after. Yeah, keep waving it around. <laughs> I love it. I'll be interested to hear, because that's the other part, too. I mean, that is the, inter- I mean, I am a picky person. So, like, I love, oh, my God, that is an amazing cover, though. It looks like a thrash <laughs> record. Um for dying breed like i'm i love industrial and also i'm very picky like but as i've gotten older have branched out more like i didn't like it when it was too dancey so like you know so half of the crow soundtrack i don't like uh uh, like my life with the thrill kill cult i can never get super into and like sister machine gun was like a little too dancey for like even for me uh but i like ebm stuff uh but either way so in theory, they did a soundtrack at some version. People didn't like it. They got rid of it. And then there's whoever did this version, but the Japanese version also has a different composer. But Brad Fidel yeah. then from Terminator also redid it. And maybe his song appears on the last one or the, the over the title credits. But then for this American cut, there's a Frank Garcia Hale special mm-hmm. of a soundtrack uh, uh, where it's it's very heavy on 90s uh, industrial and industrial related bands of the time. Yes. I believe. Yes. And so. Yeah. Electronic industrial. Yes. Yeah. And there's also... Wait, a, I think I might have played you the wrong band. <laughs> oh, perfect. That Rain. makes anyway. sense. Uh, there's also a uh, some version where it's a black and white, like, Snyder-style cut that Longo thinks is better because he pictured it right. like a French New Wave film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am interested to see these different cuts. Uh, I would see the different cuts, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, I would like to see if it could be better in different parts. Um, yeah, you know, soundtrack wise, I get, I think this is where it's again, the Batman thing. And, uh, but also cause like the Batman in the beginning, the first half reminded me of the crow at times. And I was like, well, yeah. the crow, I only want to watch one, the crow. I don't want to see it again, <laughs> like yeah. sort of thing for me, but like there is a weight and this is a nineties move and it came up in tank girl as well. There is a certain weight to uh, a popular song showing up in a movie 
or a, or a or a pop song, not even popular, but like a a, a soundtrack song verse, especially when it's intercut with interstitial. Yeah, it just changes the tone in a a, a a disarming way, much like something in the way. But like legitimately, when the KMFDM song came on, I was just like, "Whoa, <laughs> okay, we're doing this." Yeah, and then they wouldn't have one for a long time, like. Maybe stabbing Westward was in there, but I didn't even notice it, dude. I didn't that because that was uh, during their like I think that was during Ungod, their uh-huh. first album, right or whatever. But yeah, the soundtrack soundtrack featuring KMFDM, Stabbing Westward, Orbital, Rollins Band, Helmet, God Lives Underwater, Bono and the Edge, Cop Shoot Cop, <laughs> Stabbing Westward again, yeah. Buckethead, <laughs> uh, Black Rain. And Fear Factory. I mean, that's the crazy. Like Fear Factory is out. I mean, and those all make yeah. sense. I mean, I, and I, I loved the first the first two Fear Factory records. It's amazing that they were basically the drummer was in Phobia, which is a grindcore band at one point. Mm. Um, uh, KMFDM. I always had a complicated relationship with. I liked Inesh's yeah. stuff when he was with Pigface. Like Ali says, oh, yeah. mine is a great song, uh, but I kind of always thought KMFDM was like a little too dancey. Again, it's an aesthetic thing. Like industrial was always hard because like it was one of my first music loves. I love yeah. Skinny Puppy and all of Ministry. Me too. And and now as I got old and like I loved Front Two Four Two like right. so much. Skinny Puppy was like my number one, and then Nine Inch Nails like right below in all of the Ministry side bands. But then like. I hated dusters. I really did like the whole S and M overlay. Was always like, I don't know. I'm like a little nerd. Like that's not for me. Um, <laughs> but I love the music like so much, yeah. uh, which is I like, like more of the goth industrial too for me. I mean, that's as I've gotten old. Like Chamber and then vocals. Yes. Yeah. Like and so all of a sudden, so now it's like you know I I wasn't a high school like Sisters of Mercy I was a oh World's End reminded me how great the Sisters of Mercy are and then became yeah. like one of my favorite bands, uh, so good like Killing Joke I could never completely understand until I was in Panthers like how they even related to industrial in a weird way because I mostly knew Pandemonium like yeah. from the video for Millennium that would always be on both 120 minutes and Headbangers Ball. Um, yeah. uh, and now I love Killing Joke more than, they're like up there real high. Clan of Zymox. Oh. Like I could just keep going. Like they're fucking. Oh man, I was just listening to them. Uh, the I have a, I had a, I had a whole playlist of industrial and goth music. Yeah. I was playing while I was writing something. So yeah. Clan of Zymox, click, click, just keep on trucking. There's just so many, like, and there's a whole world. And then also like, but then at the same time, I'll be like, eh, fields of Nephilim. Um, this is not, it's too cowboy. Like Christian death. Eh, it's okay. Like it just never clicked for me. So I'm very picky, but, and so, it, you know, but the soundtrack is just, this movie is a precursor to The Matrix as well. And again, this movie walks so The Matrix, Matrix could run. <laughs> oh, yeah. and Yeah, well, this is more surface-level sci-fi why The Matrix yeah. has all these levels and, yes, you know, uh, symbolism and, you know, it's an allegory for trans rights and, you know, just all this other stuff that The Matrix was. And this is just more like future shit. Right. And, like, The Matrix gets up its own butt pretty quick. Like with all yes. of its layers upon layers upon layers, and I haven't even gotten to that last one yet. But this one feels like doy, like it because yeah. of the translation. I think especially through wanting it to be a big movie, it's just like yeah, okay. Uh, 
Because I would say even, I was like, I, I'm going to say this and it doesn't agree with The Running Man. But I was like, if you start a movie with this amount of scrawl at the beginning, <laughs> I thought the same. Thing we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, you're doing all the he- heavy lifting right now. Yeah. And I get that. It's like you want to, as we tell our like, you know, sketch or improv students about like framing the scene, you know, you mm-hmm. have to have your like, you're, you're, you're setting up the parameters, the rules of the world Definitely. so that you can play within it. And you, but like, that is just like immediately. They're trying to do the Star Wars thing. Yeah. But even then, it's just like, oh, you're like, your eyes start crossing and you're just like, you're building this world. But man, I kind of want to discover the world within the movie as opposed to just being thrown at me. Well, and so that's the other part of, I mean, like, first thing I wrote in my notes was in giant letters, we got scrawl. I also (laughs) will say there's a extra added layer where like my mother-in-law was staying here and the TV I watched Johnny Mnemonic on. She must have found she found some functionality that oh, must no. be for people that are uh, who can't see as well. So every time I press a button to pause, it announces what I'm doing in a Stephen Hawkingy robot yes. voice. That's that's a uh, um, yeah. That's like I think she might have hit uh, for the hearing impaired yeah. type of thing. You know, like yeah. So I that's a setting. So every time I needed to pause to write a note or do something, it would remind me how long I had left. But the technology felt like this is a nice enough TV, but this technology feels like Johnny Mnemonic technology. Because it's <laughs> right. like one hour, 38 minutes left. And then like telling me every function of press play to play. <laughs> um, and it was driving me up a wall. But I had to keep stopping. And that's what I really noticed at the beginning because there really is just like... Look, again, The Running Man, I'm fine with it. It's just like in 2017, this happens. Yeah. In Terminator, I'm fine with it. Like, it's just like for some reason. And that can be a problem with sci-fi. Like, I, you know, like I love Philip K. Dick so much. But part of reading Philip K. Dick books is you just have to, like, get through the first 20 to 40 pages. Because he'll just, like, right. throw terminology at you. And he'll just be like, catch up. Like, just figure out what's going on in this world. I've decided to call guns zap guns for no reason. Like, uh, and and that was a little bit, again, like the Batman, but that's how Johnny Mnemonic felt, where it's like, you're giving us so much information at the beginning of Johnny Mnemonic. Corporations rule. There's a new plague. It's called nerve attenuation syndrome. It's called NAS. There's There's low techs. Low techs are apparently like Luddites. Uh, there's a resistance movement of hackers and data pirates. Essentially, the whole fucking hacktivist thing uh, that uh, I, you know, would always associate with this hardcore metal band, uh, Creationist Crucifixion, who are also hacktivists. And they would, like, you know, hardwire Game Boys. And we, like, I, you know, we would play yeah. with them now and then. Uh, uh, there's the Yakuza. Surprise. They're gonna, the corporations yeah. hire the Yakuza. And you have to date info and black ice. And at that point, I stopped. I was just like, I can't. I, I don't know what info trusted to mnemonic couriers. They smuggle data in wet wired implants. That's all in the scrawl. Like, what yep. does any of that mean? And like, it both makes sense. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know the answer sometimes to what is the shorthand that we can just accept. Like, uh, let the audience catch up. 
and then what is what is part of the genre because also the fact that it's like in the future uh, 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 China and Japan will become more of a part of our day-to-day culture. Like, you know, uh, uh, yeah. Phil K. Dick had that constantly with the I Ching because he was really into the I Ching. And then, you know, with the the whole, like, what if the Nazis won the World War II? The man who japed or whatever that one is. Uh, uh, like, and, and that they made into a miniseries. Like, that's like almost like, I was like watching it in Johnny Mnemonic and I was like, how much of this can we just accept as a genre functionality and how much needs to be explained? Yeah, because I honestly, like I got, I mean, there was nothing in that scrawl that I didn't get from the movie, but so that might've been a studio thing. Yeah. Where they're like, let's make it even more clear because I'm already, if you already tell me that we're in the future, it's that thing where like an audience, if you tell like, hey, this happens in the future, they're already, their radar is already up to be like, this is going to be different. Right. And I'm just going to accept anything unusual from my time period right now. Right. That I'm currently watching. And even us watching it in 2022, when it takes place in 2021, <laughs> we have the, the concept of being like, yeah, right. That's what they thought back then. It would be, you know, or some kind of uh, right. version. So you don't really need all that stuff. It can be explained within the movie. And a lot of movies that take place in the future do this. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Like we accept the rules because we don't know the rules. Right. You're you're feeding it to us, being like, this is part of the base reality. That's where I also wish I maybe knew more of William Gibson's work or was able to have gotten through it. And again, I apologize yeah. if you're a Gibson fan. It's not that I think he's bet. It's just like I just the taste of it is like not exactly my thing when it comes to yeah. sci-fi, but like. It feels like I know he says his name's not on. Uh, he shouldn't have just his name on the uh, the screenplay. It feels like someone made a pass on this that doesn't understand anything about technology. But I do think that's part of it. Is like it's just like the wording of how things were, where it's like it felt like if my mom was trying to explain some sort of technology <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and th- and then and that is again the hard part, and that's why I was saying earlier on is like sometimes like Philip K. Dick like books I can let it slide because it it feels a little bit more nebulous versus uh, uh, there's always going to be the ridiculousness. There's always going to be some Twitter account who's like, can you believe that Running Man was ten years ago? Can you believe that Terminator? Like we should have been here. We should have been there. It's there's like some fucking movie. Shut up. Right. It really doesn't matter. But like it, I think there's something in some of the cyberpunk stuff where I'm like. I wish you were, and that's why I'm like, maybe I can attribute to a bad pass of a screenwriter, but I was like, I wish you were better at attributing what would, or guessing what will become of the future a little bit better. Uh, Just because like, even just like the wording of like, in the beginning, it's like, it's the internet 2021. And I'm like, wait, what? Just like, yeah, yeah, what does that mean? Just like the internet, just in general. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's the thing, and, and then it makes it extra odd. My wife does this a lot more than I do, and to the point where I'm always like, "Okay, just chill on it." She loves to point out like, "That's a terrible looking TV, like for the future. Oh, yeah. That's a terrible." And but like, when you're setting up that this is supposed to be super future, like cyberpunk, there's something about it that's supposed to be uh, our near future, I guess. When the movie opens with all that scrawl, and then you're like, "Wait." He's just looking at an email. 
like yeah. in the Darwin new Darwin Inn. <laughs> like, okay, that's odd. Like, and again, it feels like if someone who is uh, just got a BlackBerry. Like, it feels <laughs> like it feels like uh, my father who worked in phones but would have his secretary print out his emails because he just didn't want to deal with email. Like, I was just like, yeah. it does. Or I've talked about this job before when I was able to trick Columbia University into giving me a part-time job where I worked their Twitter, and all they oh, did wow. was email me what I should tweet, and wow. I did it from home. So I literally would just wait for an email, and I what would just cut and paste it. And get paid like 20 bucks an hour or something. Wow. And I think one woman was a little younger and knew that I was scamming them. But like, God, it was the best. But like, there are just like, I'm sure it'll come up again. There's a bunch of like dialogue in this that feels like that. Where it's just like, what? Like, it's just like the bandwidth is too small. And you're like, how? What do you mean exactly? And there's just no getting. Because it's 160 gigs. Jeff, which I, was pretty much what our each episode of ours are. I did not want to get so stuck on it, but I think that yeah. ended up being a problem is they repeat it so much, and it's a main part of the plot because Johnny Mnemonic is a courier. People uh, secretly transplant information through a jack in the brain. According to a government scan, it's hidden in him because he's got a, a, a dyslexia patch. Which, which he actually has in real life. Which he actually has in real life. Not a dyslexia patch, but dyslexia. Yeah, yeah. He actually, Keanu actually has dyslexia. But that's how, and I was like, oh, that's a fun. Because that's, again, there are a lot of things that are awesome and fun in it. I was like, oh, that's a fun way is that, like, everyone has upgrades in the future. So he can hide that he's a mnemonic courier through an yep. upgrade that will help him out with his dyslexia. But... They just and, and but he's he didn't get the he didn't get the upgrade big enough that Udo Kier recommended, and so he keeps being like jack me up with three twenty gig and yeah, I was like every time I was just like I don't want to be that person who's like you can get a terabyte on a thumb drive now but yeah every Canon Canon Frank sends me a, his audio file might be your audio file alone. Oh, would make J- Johnny Mnemonic's head blow up. Like, you know? <laughs> it's not that big. It's usually like one gig. You're pretty close. Uh, That's but, because yeah. I send wave file. That is I, true. You make it nice I, and sweet for these people. <laughs> no, you know what? I'll start sending MP. No, 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 no. Send how you said. But it was just like, I was just like, uh, you know, and, and that's part of it is like if you overload a mnemonic courier, and I was like, that's great. That gives it the yeah. film noir quality. That gives it the DOA quality. That gives it like he's got 24 hours before the information corrodes or he explodes, basically. Um, uh, so you've got your timeline. Even though the timeline, I at the end, I forgot about it. And I was like, was this movie like a week long? This yeah, was 24 felt- hours? <laughs> Um, I forgot completely about the 24-hour thing. You're too distracted by a dolphin. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the, from the estranged video. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, that dolphin's familiar. Yeah, I know right. that dolphin. With Axl Rose. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's very hard. Like, there's, oh, I think that's maybe the other part is cyber cyberpunk has so much technology involved in the sci-fi 
that it's hard to not get so distracted by. All right, so you're like jacking up a 120 gig implant using like a three quarter jack, like for a headphone right. coming out of a a mini disc player. Like <laughs> right, man. That was the fu- that was the future. Mini Sony discs, knew. man. Mini discs. Sony really I, knew. You know what? Did you ever work with mini disc? It was huge when I bought my first mini yeah. disc because I think I was working at Arista Records and we were on tour a lot, and yeah. so I would bring my giant bag of mixtapes for like a five week, three week like hardcore tour to both play in the van and play in my headphones when I needed to not kill myself during a 10-hour drive going from one VFW hall to the next. And then yeah. my my coworker bought one and didn't like it. So I bought it for like 50 bucks with a bunch of blank ones. And in retrospect, it still was taking up so much fucking space in my limited bag on tour. But like that I could fit like three CDs on a mini disc. <laughs> like, yeah. ooh. I I got I was I used one at the radio station that I because we mostly recorded on mini disc. Yeah. And we would even use that. But when I we'd go out and do like interviews and stuff, we'd always have the mini disc player and just record on that. And man, I thought it was the coolest thing. Let me see. Let me see if we've got the same uh, uh, memory of this. And it was yeah. What do you picture? And you'll probably, well, at least one of them, maybe. But for me, I have three in my brain. What do you picture as the three mini discs that they really promoted were like a full, a new record on mini disc? Oh. Ooh. I think I can picture what I think they were. Oh, the so the mini disc records were, uh, oh God, I can, I can kind of visualize it. I'm just picturing a lot of print ads. In, oh, yeah. You want me to say my three? Yeah, you 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 do your. I picture always Pearl Jam ten. Really? Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Prince's Diamond and Pearls. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And and I could be wrong on these, but this is just how I my memory is working. And Suzanne Vega's ninety nine point nine Fahrenheit degrees. Wow. <laughs> just because I think like those were big records. Yeah. But even that wouldn't be around, but it would be around that time, but not really. Like, I could be completely wrong on this, but in my mind, that's what I picture was like the catalog records they were like pushing yeah. through. I'm pretty sure uh, Cyberpunk, the Billy Idol album. 100%. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With a bonus CD ROM. Like, definitely. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. Right up there with the residents. Real big deal when the residents did Freak Show record and came with it, like, only on a CD ROM. Or, wow. man, in a different world, remember, uh, now we're just talking about bands and crazy media. Uh, EBN, uh, 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 was it Electronic or Entertainment Broadcast Network? I almost want to say Jake Fulgon has talked about them recently, but they were like, an industrial EBM related band. And I remember like MTV doing a piece on them. And I kind of now want to listen to the record and see if there was anything good on it. Uh, But their big thing was their like show was like the main singer was like a preacher surrounded by TVs. But I think much like green jelly slash jello, the record only came out on VHS at first. (laughs) That's so weird. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. Because like, that, that was the thing with Green Jello and Green Jelly before it had yeah. to change their name, is I think originally it only Serial Killer, or is that was the first one, only came on VHS because they all had videos. 
Yeah. And then they, they put were out like the record. Trying, they were mixing, like, they were multimedia. Yeah. Like, trying to, like, yeah, there were certain bands kind of existed. Because they were, like, connected. They were, like, a sister band of Guar a little yeah. bit. And Guar always had, you know, CDs and records but they and tapes, but they always had, like, there so many VHSs of, like, right. you know, Live from Antarctica, Scumdogs of the Universe, I believe. <laughs> um, uh, man, and I had, I had, like, two or three Guar <laughs> tapes as well, VHS tapes. Um oh. But yeah, like it's just like it. I don't know. There's just something very funny about the old, like out of date already technology layered upon out of date already technology layered upon phone calls and emails nonstop in this movie, <laughs> which is beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, like it, it, like Johnny's in a in the new Darwin Inn. Uh, this is where I got confused. Like, so he wants to do one final run that Udo Kier, who sets him up on his runs. Right. To get the final money because he wants his implant out. He wants his implant out and his memories back. Right. Because we find out, he wants out. That's the weird part of this movie. And like both it works sometimes and didn't work is like they give you information Sometimes I would say like 10 or 20 minutes after you probably could use it like every once in a while. You know what I mean? Which felt, again, a little bit like the Batman. Like, I actually think I I know probably in time wise, like I that that cut Joker scene. I was like, this is the clearest you are in this fucking movie about what's going on. Like, maybe you needed this five minutes to just, like, (laughs) let me in a little bit. Um, Right. But that's how it felt with Gina Michaels. Like, we'd find out about the fact that, like, he's got this implant in. It takes away memories, sometimes mostly when you're a kid. And so he doesn't have memories of being a child. Just his birthday. Did it say (laughs) five-year-olds? Yeah, perfect. So that was his five-year-old birthday? That he gets back? Yeah. Oh, just like my kid just turned five. Oh, man, I'm going to take oh, his memories man, away scary. of Disneyland and be annoyed I wasted all that fucking money on Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, because that was the other part. Is the way things add up, it seemed like he was saying that his childhood was bad or he didn't want some of those memories in one yeah. scene, but then that didn't pay off in anything except for when he got the memory back I was like, isn't his mother giving him like kind of an evil look, or am I implying that at this point? Because there's been nothing but Dutch angles in this fucking movie. <laughs> right, like it's Battlefield Earth or something. Non-stop. Like, yes. Oh, and yeah, Battlefield I, I, Earth is a good parallel, too, because it has the same type of, we've talked about it, 90s cinematography, where everything's just a little too clean and a yeah. little too bright, which was my beef with Scream for a long time. There's there's a lighting to it that was like a very new line cinema yeah. kind of palette, uh, if you know what I mean. Like shocking, blue, this is not new line cinema. Blue, but what's that? Shocking, it's yeah, Paramount, exactly. not new line cinema. Yeah, because it's 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 kind of that blue, but still clear. It's got this like dimension to it that's kind of weird, where it's like very very clean. You know what? It, it, I'm realizing now, and that is part of the problem then of cyberpunk, and it is an aesthetic thing. Is like. George Miller's dirtiness for a dystopian, just like we're wearing a bunch of bullshit on our bodies, <laughs> yeah. is also covered up by like a little bit of the grain of like the dirtier cinematography. Much like Tank Girl, it's just, it's almost like adding the soap opera effect. 
if you don't turn off motion smoothing to your TVs to Johnny Mnemonic or Tanker or to these movies where you can really see it. It starts to feel a little bit like you're watching a high school production of Macbeth where they're doing it dystopian style. AKA what I did once uh, <laughs> in high school. Oh yes, I definitely put on like football pads. And <laughs> probably held up a, yeah, fucking acting school, baby. Um, uh, also, though, did it, I think I've told you this with a, it was like a traveling. I would love to know where these people are now, but it was like a traveling theater group of like 20 year olds just out of college and one of the main guys in it i i don't know who he was but he was like i was an original member of the state and oh. i might have told you this because like once i read the oral history i was like oh he wasn't he must yeah. have been in like sterile yak or whatever those he, like he was in one of the other groups, yeah, yeah like with mo, like Wi- mo with like mo willems exactly yeah. uh which, by the way, just on another side, totally... I'm going to go on two asides. You've heard, like, okay. related to say One, it's fun to watch that Mo Willems, like, live thing. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, we got Thomas Lennon. They're just like, yeah, because they're old friends. What a crazy world of sketch comedy. But also, yeah. here's my rant. I, I, You probably saw me do it online. But uh, uh, the state on Paramount Plus is wild. Because I think... They not only have changed the music a second time because the original one has all the MTV music and they couldn't have the rights. So then they changed it to a weird version of uh, uh, Cannonball. Craig Wedren and yeah, I think it was Craig Wedren and um, Peter Sillette, I think, did the music when they released it on DVD. So they redid and it's always like a little off, but still feels like, oh, you didn't re-edit it to this. So every once in a while it feels weird. I swear there are a couple sketches, mostly it was Barry and Levon, where they sped it up, like just like the littlest bit, the dialogue. And my thought is it's a lot like Canon films where you're like, oh, you did this for like syndication and then just dumped it. That they were like, let's get in. If we syndicate this, we'll get in one extra commercial. So like to me, the timing of Barry and Levon is a little bit off because it's like listening to a one and a half speed podcast. There's like one wow. part where he's like, and you know, we had to have that pudding. Like, and he says like, and you know, we had to have that pudding. And I'm just like, this it is like ruins the whole yeah, point of the sketch. Because yeah. we are sketch writers and we know the rhythm of the musicality of sketch. It's really yeah. disconcerting. Just look it up on YouTube. You can find the original. I, well, that's the thing. I found someone put the Daily Motion version of the original Barry and Levon with sexual healing on there. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, this works. Like the other version is odd. It feels off. Um, that pants sketch. I mean, like seriously, like it just doesn't work without Cannonball. It's no, weird. It's like, no, yeah. And I get it that also at the time they were just working off that it was free music. They had access yeah. to it, and MTV's input had a little bit of input into their choices at that time. Like I, I, I realize the the danger cliff of nostalgia, but it really is more of a. I complained about it on a what's that from? It is more of like a, uh, uh, just like because of commerce. That what happens to art sometimes. It's just the rhythms of comedy get knocked out. Like, you know, there yeah. is a rhythm to muse, uh, to the stuff. Uh, you know, and with that, that's where, like, you know, going again to the 90s. Yeah, it's just like there's a it, – it, it, it points out the flaws, that type of camera work to me. Like that clean, new line cinema blueness. Like, it, like yeah. there's a plus to dirty film. 
like you know and 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 shooting shit dirty for when it comes to giant weird costumes um uh pune can go in and out of that too sometimes we've talked about an alien from la this fell also like had some alien from la correspondence (laughs) every once in a while wait how did that relate to your the guy that was in the said he was in the state when you toured with oh oh that guy said he was in the state and he we and i was just like he was trying to be cool with us but i also was just like i don't buy this and he <laughs> was the guy who i did the uh post-apocalyptic Macbeth with oh okay. because they were like we're gonna do it a little different and i remember them like kind of <laughs> couching it that and that's what the parts of this movie especially when they get to the low techs feels like oh yeah. um man talk about a waste of iced tea Another 90s iced tea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say with iced tea, I I liked him better in this. It felt like he was a little bit more invested in this, but you still. So? Here's my finishing of that. I thought he had less to do, but yeah. Oh, really? I thought. Yeah. Here's my craziness. And maybe it's because I was focused on hands because of so much of the VR. <laughs> His hand acting is wild in this movie. Like, he right. acts with his hands so much. He constantly is doing like he's on a tarmac, yeah. <laughs> like, waving through. And so maybe that just tricked me. Because at the same time, all he is is iced tea. Like, and that's all you're yeah. usually getting. Like, it honestly, the same with Rollins. Like, I mean, there are some punk oh, connections yeah. here. Rollins is just being Rollins as Spider slash Dr. Spider. Maybe <laughs> I yeah that Sp- Doctor Spider I was wondering and uh, one of our buddies uh, who was the co-host of my other podcast Pat O'Brien uh-huh. uh, he he actually had Henry Rollins in his short film right right uh, and he's like he's worked with him too because he did shirtless painter with him too yeah uh, he's, he's supposedly a really nice guy really intelligent and like uh, actually can learn his lines like really quick and i was wondering that during johnny anytime i see a musician i'm like i wonder how they were on their lines yeah would love to know for every musician yeah how how is john yeah. doe does he got it or is he just <laughs> right. pulling it out right before uh um, just really edit the crap out of this <laughs> yes, it exactly. was so funny because my wife was like uh just going goo goo gaga about uh the scene where it's uh henry rollins and uh Keanu like kind of facing each other. Oh yeah. She's like, ooh, that's a good sandwich. <laughs> Screaming about information. Yeah. That part is it the part where it's so on the nose where he's like freaks yeah. out on Johnny. Uh yeah, that I put up on my Instagram because I was just like, man, this is a, the most I'm with you. I agree with you. And also yeah. so on the nose because it's coming through Rollins. Weight era Rollins, like with that that scream, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I know when it is because he gets that weird gray patch, like his hair is turning gray yeah. in an odd way. I remember yeah, noticing it like- in the liar video for the first time, <laughs> right? Because um, it's also funny because I'm like, that speech is like he freaks out about like basically like the NAS. Uh, Naz, the black shakes comes from that we're surrounded by too much technology. Yeah, man. But he implants technology. And I know it's pirate technology, but like 
Like he's creating it just as much as I mean. Well, but his is different. It's uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's sourced differently. That's. I mean, difference. honestly, yeah. Rollins is all of us complaining about social media, like odd social yeah, media. Wrong. Like yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like well, I get I mean, it. You can't escape it. We're stuck. Like it sucks. <laughs> well, concept that works really well, I thought in this is that. All right, I say I like the concept of it. I don't know if it was executed well. <laughs> right. Is the fact that it's like there's too much money to be to to invest in or there's too much money to be made in the treatment of this. Yeah. as opposed to curing it. Frank. And my god. Frank, was this written yesterday? I mean, <laughs> it's written today, Jeff. This, this, morning, this one's written tomorrow. Check out CNN's headlines tomorrow. <laughs> CNN Plus will have it. Yes, exactly. It'll be a snarky headline, though. It'll be annoying. You won't want to read it. It'll yeah, be com- you're not going to believe. <laughs> I also pictured around because like Keanu does his final run. He gets his up his double upgrade, but then it's still not enough because he only upgraded to. 120 gig and he needs 160 and he needs 320 and the whole time again it's hard to not just be that guy but you're like dude order like a lacy drive from fucking amazon like yeah you're gonna be supporting a shitty court but they'll get it to you there like maybe in two hours even depending go to an amazon (laughs) dropbox uh you know you don't even have to get it get a a wd it's fine uh you know you don't need a lacy uh rugged drive uh but it also (laughs) feels like when he's trying to overload, it's like when your time machine on Apple kind of doesn't start working right. Oh my like god! Like mine did that. Or for- you're like, why is my Dropbox full? Yeah, I don't remember syncing it with Dropbox. Exactly. Like it's like, man, I had I was like living on the fucking razor's edge because I hadn't backed up for like 44 days because it kept saying that my recent backup was at the beginning it wouldn't connect it, and then I went to Best Buy. Bought the lacy drive that Johnny Mnemonic should buy. Came home. It broke the drive somehow immediately. Oh the next God. day, I went to back and just returned it. That's the that's the beauty, I'll say, of capitalism and big box stores is they don't care if you return. Yeah. They're just like, was it broken? I was like, yep. And they go, all right, whatever. Uh, and then it registered the original drive the next time. So I was like, okay, it just took five hours to back up. Um, so I'll give Keanu. I'm amazed how quickly it takes to back up. You just need to stick a, a, a mouth guard so you don't chomp down on your tongue. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, freak out a little bit uh, as as information comes flying at you. Uh, but, yeah, I also, like, I wonder if in different cuts and maybe the black and white plays into, like, uh, much like to me, the Batman felt a little uneven in tone. Like, it goes in and out of being it's a neo-noir and then it's just like a movie. Like, it's yeah. uh, like, it's like, were we supposed to hold on to the Humphrey Bogart, like, stuff? Uh, uh, is it supposed to be DOA in this part or is it just, you know, touching upon it? And again, those Dutch angles are constantly just fucking reminding you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but it's amazing that his final run is R&D from Pharmacom, who are the, <laughs> like, sound like a made-up, again, why it's also canon, because it's like something feels off in all this translation and also yeah. reminded me of the Batman is there are certain parts of this that feel like if you and I were writing a sketch about either Batman or about future dystopias that we would be like, what's the name of the company? I don't know. 
like Pharmacom or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and so the R and D from Pharmacom have the cure, not the treatment. Uh, and so they want to get it to who do they want to get it to in the end? Low techs, right? To the low techs. Get it to the doctors. To Doctor Spider, who work with the low techs, maybe. Right. Even though Doctor Spider's being a real dick to Johnny Mnemonic all the time about getting that information, yeah. and and so he has to put in uh, using a mini disc and a lawnmower man style Oculus. Uh, all the VR looks a lot like. I don't know if you had one, but. Uh, in the mall, in one of the malls in Connecticut, I think the Orange Mall, one of the f- first two VR or like it was like virtual reality video games, uh-huh. but it was like arcade is on one side, cross the way past the Orange Julius, and there was just a room that just had two games. One of them was walking around, and one of them was shooting, and it yeah. all looked like that. Like it looked I like mean, Lawnmower, it's all Lawnmower Man. Man, virtuosity. Yeah, very. Effects. Yeah. And again, I love it and hate it. It looks so dumb and it looks so cool all at once. But he's using that Oculus to download the data and then uses a mini printer like you're like you're using like you're shipping out stuff through Discogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to make three screen grabs from the TV, which is the access code. Yeah. But again with the weird information, spoiler. I couldn't tell what the second one was. The first image was like a weird superhero. Right. I wasn't sure. It looked like they were watching anime. Right. But then sometimes they were also watching a Humphrey Bogart movie. (laughs) Yes. Which this whole movie felt like an adaptation of an anime. Yeah, it does. It really did. It felt like they were just doing an anime live action. Agreed. And then, but the third image, spoiler, ends up being... And maybe we saw it, but by the time you find out, I wasn't sure if we had seen it in a flash. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 I guess like, and maybe we're both going to clear this up for each other. The original CEO of Pharmacom who died. The founder. The founder, but her, her, her essence, her, 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 her AI was put into the mainframe. <laughs> and then like that th- Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which one is that called? I'm blank on the name. I can picture the cover. Yeah. Uh The Astronaut's Wife. Um yeah. and, <laughs> and then uh because of like the Delaware Artificial Intelligence Act or whatever it is, mm-hmm. they end up that she's alive and she's able to stay alive and be protected. But she keeps bothering the new CEO who uh, is another crazy level of this because there's a lot of crazy actors here. You got Henry Rollins. Uh, I don't remember his name, but the guy who played like Scoops or whatever, the bartender guy, is like... oh. Which was based off another character. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. He's like an actor who's been in a billion. Oh, Don things. Franks. Yes, and he Hookie. also goes by like Howlin' Wolf. For a he goes by like a Native American name, but he also is in a billion things and was in like a Iron Buffalo. Iron his. Buffalo, and he was maybe in like a kind of fusion jazz band as well. Yeah, he's a musician, actor, musician. There's a lot of Renaissance people in this. 
uh, oh, movie. Yeah. Um, Multi-hyphenates is what we call them. Yes. Uh, 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 but also, uh, you know, the, the, so the Yakuza with, I'll say this also, a shout out. He won't hear this. Eric Cunningham, I put up something about this. I didn't say the name. And he goes, is that the, our friend of the pod, Eric Cunningham, who doesn't know anything? He's the person who was like, he called Immigrant Song uh, the Thor song for a very long time. Um, he didn't know who Led Zeppelin were, really. Um, he goes, all of a sudden he texts me and he goes, is that the Laser Whip movie? <laughs> I was oh. like, good going, Eric yeah. Cunningham. Wow. Because I kept I writing. I was that. like, everyone needs to get a Coke nail that turns into a laser oh. garrot Because yes. that thing is like... <laughs> the greatest weapon ever. And why is the one guy from the Yakuza the only guy who fucking has it? Yeah, give your whole uh, Yakuza. Everyone in the Yakuza gets a Coke nail. I mean, rule. you're slicing Udo Kier in half. Like, yep. you're fucking taking heads off nonstop. And that slice is very specific. It's a sideways uh, slant. like Beautiful. You know, nice yeah. and cauterized, so it just comes out oh, yeah. and slides off like a fucking piece of lunch meat. Uh, uh, it's beautiful. So the guy who plays the CEO head now, who we find out his daughter worked in research and, and for right. the Black Shakes and then died maybe of them. So that yes. helps in the end for him being on the side of good. Either way, his name's Takashi Kitano. He's known as Beat Takashi. He is, uh, he was like one of the most popular comedians uh, in uh, Japan. Uh, oh, wow. He was in a group called Two Beat. Uh, that is, I'm going to get the name wrong. Like it's, uh, the type of uh, comedy it is, I saw this on maybe even a No Reservations. It's called Manzai. It's a Japanese style of two-person comedy. It's kind of like their version of like Abbott and Costello, but it's basically oh. high-speed back-and-forth banter between two performers. Um, he was the funny man, and then there's the straight man. Um, yeah. And it's their version, and so two beats were huge. And then he also ended up in uh, running a TV show uh, called uh, Takashi's Castle, which was like be became essentially what became uh, American Ninja Warrior to some extent, and also uh, was shown on our in United States under Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, which oh. was a terrible Spike show where they like kind of like redubbed it and kind of oh, made Jesus. little racy jokes. But oh. it was basically like a hundred people trying to get up a crazy castle, and yeah. so he hosted that forever. But then he also was in Battle Royale. He's the guy oh, from right. Battle Royale. He also was, uh, some people called him uh, the, basically the next extension of Akira Kurosawa because oh, wow. he became a director. Uh, uh, he, he did Violent Cop, uh, uh, Outrage. Uh, 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 oh, what was the second one? He did one that I used to love that I'm blanking on. But either way, he did, oh, Boiling Point. He did Violent right. Cop, Boiling Point. Yeah, so wow. like, and he starred in those, and he basically was, like, known for doing these, like, long takes where, like, like nothing would really happen, then something crazy violent would happen. He also uh, was in Zatoichi. He did a version of Zatoichi, a.k.a. Blind Fury, uh, yeah. that I remember seeing at that dollar, like, that dollar theater in, like, Cobble Hill or wherever that was in fucking uh, 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 Brooklyn. Um, 
but yeah, he's this like ridiculous guy. And so he was partly put in for the Japanese audience. Right. In the Japan cut, there's like eight extra minutes of him because he's huge. Yeah. And his career is just wild that he's like essentially like done everything and been huge at it. And I first knew him from Battle Royale and then went backwards and learned about Violent Cop and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so like, again, with the casting has this kind of like stunt casting that works really well. Um, uh, and so, yeah, there's all these crazy uh, people in there. Udo Kier, again, we love right. Udo Kier. Uh, I really love him in Cigarette Burns, that John Carpenter <laughs> Masters of Horror. I love so much with like Normus Reed or whatever the fuck that guy's name is from Walking Dead. Norman um, Reed. Yeah. Norman Reed. Why, why did I make his name weird? Normus. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know the Hollywood types are always yeah. weird. You name your kid Apple. Come on. My God. But I did. So also to say, so like, you know, Johnny Mnemonic has to get this to fucking Newark uh, for time. We'll get moving on this because there's just yeah. so much to talk about this. Um, uh I, I realized, too, this movie mate was, like, one of the things... I was so scared of nosebleeds as a kid. Oh, yeah. Like, because that's always going to be, like, Firestarter, this yes. movie. Like, it's just, that's like... That's what made me... I mean, as a kid, watching that as Firestarter. I wonder nothing what good's coming from that. Like. Yeah. The new one? Yeah. I'm intrigued. I don't... I'm, I'm going to watch it, because it's going to be on Peacock, I think. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about Firestarter, that we both are always just like, I love Firestarter. I'm going to start watching it. Then you start it, you're like, it's okay. <laughs> no, I, I have a special place in my I have a special movie. place for it. And every time I watch it, I think I like it more than I do. And then I'm like, wait, I think I'm thinking of Christine every time. <laughs> you're also thinking of the soundtrack, because the soundtrack is really great. Oh, speaking of uh, yeah. Tangerine Dream, I had sent you something on uh, Instagram that was like, uh, they had done... Um, uh, was it um, Dead Kids? Okay. Yes, I saw you post that. They they did the soundtrack for that? Yeah, apparently, because uh, they have a, a Tangerine Dream score that they're re-releasing for a record store day. Oh. And it's got like a special, like it's um, it's like a pink and yellow vinyl. Okay, I'm all over Oh, Strange that. Behavior, yeah. Interesting. Very strange cool. Behavior. Yes, I have to look that up. Um, uh, so yeah, he has to go to the free city of Newark. Newark makes the world takes, as we all know. Yeah. Um, uh, that's where KMFDM shows up all of a sudden with the on the nose song virus. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, again, this soundtrack, it really is back and forth between like either post the stuff I like or right in the heart, but still not my favorite. Uh, and it's, <laughs> you know... Uh, but I will say I have had Stabbing Westward stuck in my head ever since I watched it. Uh, I was just recently getting back into them because they have a new record, new right? Album. Yeah, they have a new record, and it's uh, kind of back to like that those first three albums. I, I got to say, Decibel did a review of it. I made me I was like, oh, because I was never a huge Stabbing Westward fan, yeah. just because they're the more like pop version of Nine Inch, Nine Inch Nails, Nails, yeah, which totally makes sense. But like, even the review was like. It's their first record in 20 years, and it sounds like Stabbing Westward. And that's yeah. an itch you want to scratch sometimes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, every yeah. once in a while, I get that song stuck in my head. <laughs> I mean, I can't only save you if you save yourself. Um, no. <laughs> that man, song. that song I, I gets like in my head song. all the time. I always love the video for Shame, uh, where it's like... I watched that last night, too. And, yeah. <laughs> it was like 10.30 yeah. at night, and I was going down a mnemonic rabbit hole of videos oh, yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh 
so yeah, it just like spiders jacking in her system. We get Dino Meyer from Starship Troopers. Right. That's where I recognize her from. But uh, my wife was like, oh, it's uh, she's from Dragonheart. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mostly know her from Starship Troopers. Of course uh, we would. I would love perverts. to. Yes, there's just a bunch of pervs. In the future, everyone showers together. <laughs> so you see, Frank, that's what's going to happen. If we have non-gendered bathrooms... Then it's gonna lead to it's army showers. Troopers. It's gonna be Starship Troopers. The bugs are gonna come. <laughs> Man, we might have to do Starship Troopers at some point. <laughs> I recently rewatched it. So fun. I love it, man. I yeah. love it. What a boring fucking book. That book stinks. Right. Man, speaking of sci-fi, I'll say, man, that is like a fucking Verhoeven. Way to go. Way to go making that confusedly, maybe it's pro, but I know it's anti-fascist movie. That is like yeah. the key to Verhoeven. It's like, I know you're anti-fascist. That yeah. is the most fun of him. Um, uh, so yeah, Ralphie screws him. Uh, they want to cut off his full head yes. uh, because that's where the hard drive is. Um, there's a lot of cutting off fingers in this movie. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, there's kind of... Uh, shoehorned in like kind of jokes yes like one-liners shitty like, one-liners that don't make any sense next time knock baldy baldy yes. it's the, that that whole like uh yeah baldy yeah because your reaction immediately is like not clever like yeah not 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 worth it um yeah, I I loved every, when he's just yelling. I have to get online. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I mean we were. I also love like his reaction. Keanu is kind of like if you look at this era of Keanu, he's he's acting so hard, but yeah, sometimes it's so goofy. Like even for Dina Meyer too, in parts of this movie where they're, like they're coming to or they're like reacting to something. There's a part where he like where he zonks out. Because he's having the flashbacks, and he comes to, and he literally crosses his eyes. Man. <laughs> when he comes to. I know. That's what, it, it is an odd air of Keanu. And Keanu, again, I do think is like Robert Pattinson, like, to me. Again, to draw a parallel, because I, like, I think he can be really awesome, and then get it weird yeah. in other ways. Um, and has the heartthrob weight, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just, like, on his shoulders, but is a great actor. Again, I think it's such a weird thing that Robert Pattinson decided to go back to doing that. I just think like post high, like you know, necro- or whatever, uh, uh, Cosmopolis and stuff. Either way, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna keep bringing back to the Batman. But I will say that Johnny Mnemonic felt like all of us. It felt like every time he had a pain flash, it's oh, like yeah. how I feel when I look at Instagram or Twitter. Like he's just oh, like yeah. just like yeah. <laughs> Just screaming because information's blasting my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, again, like, it's amazing that I wrote, I have to get online. It was funny to me. And then, like, five lines later, he's still doing that. Like, he's still screaming, I want to get online. I need a computer. That was, was like, same, bro. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mom, come on. I need a coffee cafe. <laughs> I want a smart drink and I want to log in. <laughs> uh, I need to go to the Our Lady Peace message board. <laughs> um, I loved that. And someone pointed this out on there. It's not prophetic, but that the subtitles make it. So oh, when right. he's listing off, he needs a Thompson iPhone. Right. IPhone. Which would have. 
E-Y-E. Yeah, they, it should be E-Y-E. But uh, also, it's funny because that's just in a barrage of sounds like just maybe my mother did a pass. Like, it's just like <laughs> Thompson iPhones. Like, I, I need a jack tool. Like, just like yeah. listing off bullshit. <laughs> um so that he could make a phone call. Again, he's basically just doing a phone call. And this movie, too, we said it a billion times, but it's like, if you think he's not pulling and grabbing and folding, then there'll be oh. another guy who will do it even crazier than he does it. There's at least 20 minutes of this movie yeah. of just folding, unfolding, and uh, floating through the internet. If it doesn't, if it doesn't exist online, could a, a Canon Canon super fan make us a supercut of just the internet and the folding stuff? All I want to watch, like uh, that, would be like something I'd watch as like ASMR. It's just like him <laughs> over folding and over moving stuff nonstop while people keep yelling, "We've got to narrow the bandwidth." And it's just like that's just you're just saying bullshit. Like, it's just bullshit. I love it, but it's such bullshit. It's in the buffer of their fax modem. <laughs> Another line. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I love it. And then they're like, he's on a Logic 16 LPL at Crazy Bob's computer shop. <laughs> Crazy Bob. <laughs> Initiate the virus. <laughs> that strike, just like a face talking to you, yeah. like it's the t- the cover of a portion control LP. That's always <laughs> funny to me when they like personify. Like anytime you go into a machine or they're doing like hacking or whatever, and it gets personified to a person's face or something, and you're like, when they what make doing? when when he does the final like getting into the mainframe, and they make that virtual. Keanu Slim Jim. Oh, that where yeah, it looks like uh the computer graphics from Steam. Yes. Yeah. Give me Steam. <laughs> the Peter Gabriel yeah. videos. Too. How to feel to make it real. Yes, in it fact, is. I just, think it probably was reused from like, I would I think so. They're like, we put the money in, man. Um uh, uh but yeah, it was uh, uh amazing. I also just like it, it applies to the next day. I, this all, this movie does also have those cliches lines that actually, like, we, all we do is watch cliche line movies. But at one point when they're, like, the 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 preacher comes out, played by Dolph Lundgren. We got to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we got to talk about that. But, like, when he's like, who was that? And, like, Ice-T's like, you don't even want to know. It's like, it's no, like, I do want to know. Yeah. Kill me. I literally just asked you, and I yeah. think the information would work out. It would be helpful to know what his deal is, yeah. <laughs> so I'll say Dolph Lundgren is, like, one of my favorite parts of this fucking Dude, movie. he is just having the best time. It's yes. so fun. And it's like, oh, I wish everybody had him. That's the thing is, like, somebody, I think there was a reviewer that said something like that, where it's like, he's the only one that gets to have fun in this movie. Yeah, because he is having fun. And, like, he is... So he plays a guy called the street preacher who who is a a preacher from the church of the retransfiguration. And apparently there was a longer speech about transhumanism that got cut because they didn't want to kind of like get people pissed off. Right. uh, Essentially. Um, And it's weird because Dolph is the character that starts to also be that border of 
it uh, like turning into the problems of Escape from L.A., where it's like just too many ideas that are too on the nose and too clean. But it still works awesome because I think Dolph is just like Stallone, where like when he when he's acting and doing his shit, he and and fucking Lou will give it to Lou Ferrigno, too. That like he can nail it. Like I think he's great in Creed too. Like I think he does a fucking great job in Creed too, um, as Ivan as a fucking washed up uh, uh, Russian guy. Yeah. Um, he's awesome in it. But I think he's he's having fun with it. He plays a street preacher with a knife cross. Yeah, a preacher bounty hunter who keeps putting in more implants to reach the body of Christ, sort of thing. Apparently, it's, Bono was in uh, talks to do oh it too. Oh, thank fucking god! I would have. This would have been a completely different episode if Bono had showed up. I would not be giving it this much grace. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> He just has extra big fly glasses at that point. Right. <laughs> they just cover his whole body. Um, but yeah, he's just super fun. And like, I I think there was more of it. I wish there was more uh, Street Preacher. Like, yeah, because he's the same as NAS Black Shakes, where like, again, not to do, I'm going to try to maybe my, my last the Batman comparison, but there's just too much stuff and like i remember looking and being like wait a second i forgot about the black shakes and yeah. we're 46 minutes in Other like than when she starts like wow, wow, right pulsing. right right and so like i i was just like oh okay the same with like i would forget about dolph and then he'd come back so it's like oh he's not really the big bad but he kind of is sometimes but not really you've got two big bads at the end because Beat Sakashi doesn't become a big bad. He ends up becoming a good guy. But then sort the Yakuza's, yeah, yeah, sort of, but not really. But then the Yakuza's like, fuck it, I want a head. And then Dolph is like, but fuck it, I'm also doing my fucking crazy bullshit. Um, uh, Did you like the fake out? Where you think fake? he's like rising up? Yes, I actually... End? I was it, surprised by that. It got me. I wrote, oh my God, he's rising up. And then he's like, get rid of that trash. <laughs> I see. <laughs> you realize they're just lifting the dead body. Yeah. At that point, I was like, fuck it. This will be crazy. Like, let's let's let this do this. Um, uh, so, yeah. Again, like, we get into, uh, yeah, there's a tech guy. He can't escape capitalism. We get Rollins' speech, which is kind of amazing. Um but also, you're just like, you're Rollins. It's just hard to not see him. as well. He's just never going to Yeah, not... it's just always going to be Rollins. Yeah. yeah, he's not getting out of who he is. You're watching Rollins yell at you, uh, like reading from his poetry book and doing right. a spoken word. About the m- male orgasm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, but yeah, Street Preacher's dope. Uh, we get the clumsiness of Dr. Allcome. Like, because it's because all come to Ward 7. That's what we say to not freak people out. But he thought he was actually looking for a Dr. Allcom. But even that is one where you're like, you know that's a fake name. Like, are you yeah. that dumb, Johnny? I mean, maybe you got so many nosebleeds going on. Um, uh, yeah, Street Preacher getting run over and then saying, Jesus. mine! Yes. I did legitimately think it was funny that he just said Jesus when he got knocked over, like oh, yeah. in a whoa, man. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, they go to Grand Central or are they in Newark where there's that clinic. Yeah. Hard to not picture early COVID days. 
That's I know. Just, it's like we're always getting stuck with these fucking yeah. Along with like the mask riot at the beginning, dude, I was like, Ugh. The, yeah, that was really like that. We both were like, whoa, yeah, with, like you know the protests and then the mask. It's like this is a little too. <sighs> it's a little too close to the bone. Yeah, <laughs> Frank. It was like it was written two days from now. This thing oh. is proficient. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, I love. I wish he had corrected when she calls him Spider again, and would just been like, uh, it's Doctor Spider. Doctor, thank you, thank you. I went through the med school um i love that he said no dice uh i was just like great we got a bronson in here fantastic no <laughs> well one another canon connection is that christopher lambert was considered for the kiana role right so, man you know. would he have worked no no i answer that question uh yeah definitely not um but yeah, again with time we get to the cure for nas 58 minutes in while it's doing that 90s camera won't stop panning around like it's yeah. that Ben Stiller sketch. Um, right. uh, so, yeah, I, I like, you know, in, here's again with like too much information. It's like they introduce the concept that Johnny Mnemonic might have to sacrifice himself for yeah, the good like of society. The like the Matrix, exactly. Um, oh, that reminds me, uh, not to get on a tangent, but I have to look at this briefly. On If you type in Johnny Mnemonic... In Google. Uh, the first question of people also ask is, what is the point of Johnny Mnemonic? <laughs> and the second question, is the dolphin real and Johnny Mnemonic? Third oh. question, is Johnny Mnemonic the Matrix? And then fourth question, is Johnny Mnemonic Neo? Uh, way to go, Google. Um, so, yeah, uh, we basically, uh, Johnny Mnemonic is America. Uh, he goes off on a fucking crazy rant about all his life. He tried to stay in his own corner, look out for number one. Dude, I that, want a fucking steak in the fucking hotel. <laughs> I I wrote that down. It's like this is a monologue piece. Yeah, if you audition for an acting school or something like that, there's there's got to be somebody at this time who did that. That's one of the my my favorite jokes on Barry uh-huh. is when he goes into that acting class. Uh, and his scene partner is doing uh, the scene from uh, True Romance. Yeah, with Gary Old Oldman. <laughs> so good, like, so man. Funny. That shit. Yeah, I would so love to perfect. see younger. Yeah, that that our ver- that version of like acting schools now, like in like what people think are the right monologues. Oh my god! I love it's when so Gabrus funny. talks about how he would do the First Blood monologue. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm like, it's valid. It's a good monologue. And also, or like Lennon Parham would do the Freddy Krueger, the mom <sighs> for Freddy Krueger monologue. So Lennon funny. Parham doing that fucking Freddy Krueger mom monologue in her solo show is the greatest thing at UCB. I think it was up there. That was one of my favorite solo shows. I saw it yeah. so many times. Yeah, that was so good. Um, uh, but yeah, it's very. Fu- it's also was funny when he does that speech to picture. If there was a faction of like MAGA QAnon people that were like, but well, can, can we use Johnny Mnemonic instead of the Matrix? What if, what if, whatever, fuck this red pill, blue pill thing. Like, let's do, let's do jacking in. Like, are you jacked right. in or not? Like, they're trying to really push for Johnny Mnemonic. It's like, right. nah, man, we're going with the Matrix on this one because they are the same basic type of ideas. Yeah. like touched upon in there um uh and getting misconstrued you could easily misconstrue this uh just like you can misconstrue the matrix or 1984 as we talked about but really have oh, you yeah. read 1984 man because yeah, i read the really title read have it? you really read it i read half of the cliff notes and i think i got it right um 
But yeah, I in around here also I really lost track of what is going on. There's those like I wasn't sure if we were supposed to know those guys, those low jack guys. Are those uh there I am. Those low tech guys who were having that weird conversation about <laughs> physical like Martin dis- Star and yeah. yeah. About physical disability versus the feeling. I just was like it was just jokey for but confusing. Yeah, I didn't um, understand that whole dynamic and I was like, okay, let's move on. Yeah. But all of the Lojack stuff was like uh uh calmer tank girl. Like, yeah, the lo- you know? yeah, yeah. That whole like society and stuff, yeah, the low techs, it was all like But so there's a big uh a big reveal that they need to get the qu- the code breaker. Uh, they're Quado, basically. Yep. And it's like, surprise, it's a cybernetic dolphin. <laughs> That's right. Echo the dolphin himself. Uh, now, I'll yeah. say, they said it was supposed to be, there was a version of this that was supposed to be more comical and kind of funny. Yeah. But it is like the, that. yeah, because the dolphin. Like a hitchhiker's guide. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the dolphin, you're constantly like, am I supposed to be laughing at this? Because I definitely laugh every time the dolphin's on screen. I laughed when I was like, is it saying Johnny whenever they're being attacked? Like, Johnny! Johnny! <laughs> it sounds like it's going, Johnny! Right. Because, like, the day of the dolphin doesn't treat it jokily. Like, they like, so, like, maybe they don't. But either way, so, yeah, there's, I, I kept laughing every time the dolphin talks. Now I can't not hear it say, Johnny! Um, I don't know what they're doing at this point, but I guess I Johnny. wanted it to talk, by the way. It would be awesome. But instead, it's it uses infrasound waves <laughs> to shoot at Johnny Mnemonic right. to get him further into the internet, uh, but not. And then he gets in there because Beat Takashi has a change of heart. Mm-hmm. There was a woman who I thought was Lori Petty with a rocket launcher at one point. Yeah, that was kind of weird. It's like, oh, now you're giving specific, like, they're not just, like, extra bad guys now. They have very, like, those people had, like, very distinct personalities, like, too yeah. much distinct personalities for them just to kind of have a one-off scene. Late in the day, you get personalities, yeah. I was and like, well, who is this woman? Because then, like, I mean, she gets, like, shot in the mouth, right, by with an arrow or whatever. Right. But she's just like, bastards, and it's like... Wait, who is it? <laughs> like, we don't know who you are at this point. I want to know yeah. who this is. Right. Yeah. Like, we've only given us a taste of her. Everyone else is like starting to get makeup like they're in like the black metal band Blasphemy, like just like <laughs> lazy in there, which is great. Uh, uh, but yeah, so like Beat is like, no, I'm going to help out. Uh, uh, I really think everyone should have gotten a laser nail. I didn't know where Street Preacher came back from. Uh, he just kind of shows up. It was after he crucified Henry Rollins' character, which I guess they assumed he's dead, even though they didn't get confirmation about that. Oh, right. He got crucified by Henry. Yeah, I forgot right. that Henry he Rollins got crucified. Nails. That's pretty awesome. Yes, with Nine Inch Nails. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> it really is just a barrage of uh, the bodyguard from Starship Troopers has the black shakes, but she also has bad implants. And he's just saying, hook me up, loop it in. Like, it's just like jargon. It's all like that great 90s uh, tech jargon that they put in movies. Uh, Ice-T. I love, too, when they don't even bother. Like, Ice-T's like, here's our last transmission. Get your VCRs ready. (laughs) I hope you have your VCRs ready. 
get your VCRs ready. It's like, why? We're, okay, I'm sorry, but we're fucking with mini discs right now yeah. in this movie, and you're going to use a VCR reference. And even why at wouldn't time, you change DVD that? Was, DVD was like a new tech, or like even Laserdisc. I don't know. Right. VCR. I mean, maybe I was like, is that supposed to be a joke, a joke. that he's low tech? But like, yeah, it's a joke. Yeah. It's a weird one. It's weird, and it's also weird that again that he's a that uh, Johnny in the internet is a Slim Jim avatar watching out for pizza slices because there's all this like <laughs> weird things floating around. Um, uh, and then an internet dolphin shows up to save the day, uh, like just floats in there. Uh, they start talking about hacking your own brain nonstop, which apparently was a shirt, and I kind of want to get a hack your own brain oh, shirt. Yeah. Um, and then we are worried he's dead because he remembers his birthday because it works. Mm-hmm. Confusingly works because somehow this means that he makes the pharmacom or whatever building explode. I was confused by, by that. I mean, it looked like the end of um, Fight Club. Yes. A little bit. But I was like, how is it on fire? Yeah. And then uh, he does it. And they're a couple. It's a little forced that they're a couple. Uh, yeah. It's a little forced that they should be in a love affair. Well, when they like, yeah, because it's so out of nowhere when like uh, either she comes to or he, co- he comes to the second time. Mm-hmm. And she's like immediately like in his face. Yes. And they are about to start kissing or they do kiss. And then Ice-T is like, we got a room for that. And it's like, <laughs> yes. what? You have a room for it? I thought that was going to come back at the end where they're going to be like, now if you'll excuse us, we need a room to go to. <laughs> like what? The room is the uh, the cave rave scene from the second Matrix. It's just yeah. everyone just having a dance orgy to God Loves Underwater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then it's shocking that there's that song. And you warned me that that was going to come up. But because again... It's the weirdness of, I almost, I was trying to decide, but I think I would just have an issue. It doesn't tank girl it, where it's just constant 90s songs. Yeah. It actually feels a little weirder when it's just like peppered in, because yeah. those are supposed to be really important, but then you're like, what the fuck am I listening to this God Lives Underwater fucking song for right now? Um yeah. And why did KMFDM get so much screen time? Just because they have the word virus in their fucking song? I think so. I think it was just one of those things where, like, the music consultant, like, just knew the... And I would imagine maybe it's like, we're going to give KMFDM a big push. Like, we're going to give it that one, that time. Were they on Sony? Were they on Sony? They might have been. I don't... I mean, a lot of it was wax tracks. I don't remember if they switched over for, like, angst or whatever. Yeah, because a lot of what was interesting on the IMDb when I looked up the soundtrack, a lot of them said courtesy of. Oh. And that's yeah. always weird to me because usually studios would try to keep it within their yeah, yeah. arm they have of no like courtesy. Warner Brothers artists or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is a lot of courtesy of, which is kind of unheard of because you don't make as much money when it's courtesy of. That is true. Uh but also, as we saw, there's just like a lot of weird movements in the production of how this was yeah. made anyway. So who knows in the billions of steps. And yeah, and then they just kind of save it and the world's okay. In uh, a little bit like the end of Running Man, where you just have to just assume like, okay, I guess everything's going to fix itself. Um, yeah. You it's, know, it's all, yeah, we don't all you had to do was just yeah, blow up CSI or whatever the hell the name of the uh, network is in Running Man. And this, you just had to blow up Pharmacom and 
will be dope. I mean, I guess in theory there's a cure now, and the revolution has been VCR recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, again, I'll do I'll do it. My last parallel to the Batman, <laughs> I okay. was just like. That's a lot of water Gotham has to really fucking deal with. <laughs> like, yeah, and I said it, people. Um, but it's just like, I just couldn't help but think about the infrastructure. And like, think about that. It's like, there's still a lot of steps for Johnny Mnemonic to get back to where it's like, okay to, to live. To normal, yeah. Always going to be the weird part of dystopia and dystopian future is unless the bend of dystopian future literature or movies is that the world should be destroyed. It's, 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 uh, you usually go down the long path to end up of like, all right, that was like a baby step. Uh, there's going to be another network. There's only one network. Like, there's only one corporation. Like, yeah. Pharmacom's pretty big, but like, you get rid of Amazon, you, Amazon, you still have fucking, it, still got uh, Tesla. <laughs> yeah, we, we live in the age of the Hydra where it's just like you cut off one head, there's going to be, it's that thing of like being like, oh, uh, I don't support uh, Spotify for, you know, the Joe Rogan thing. But then it's like, well, then if you have that issue, then you have to take issue with these other things. Or if yeah. Elon Musk buys Twitter, it's like, well, who, do you know who actually owns Twitter now? And it's like, right. there's so many there's just so many like it's all fucked because that's the other thing about dystopia things of being like when you have it the lens of now you're like even if you destroy the big bad there are always going to be greedy men yes (laughs) that will then find a way to ruin it yes and 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 that's the other part of like what i said with the cyberpunk thing of realizing like Oh, the 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 prediction of the future is not that there's uh, yes, it says corporations, but not that there's like one main corporation. It's that there's like no, again, it's like it moves right. around and it's like, there's like three or four, like and it just like it, somebody it, will take that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so either way, they're screwed at the end. Anyways, they're gonna die. His head's gonna get cut off. He's gonna lose those <laughs> memories. Hope you enjoyed that one memory of being a five year old at a birthday party, uh, where your mother seems like she's going to hit you. Like I don't understand I wonder, this memory. I really wonder what was up with this whole. The like he said he didn't really want to remember it. Like, well, there's something there. There's some kind of backstory that got cut out that of like yeah, hit, they're traumatized. Uh, like maybe at that birthday party, his mom was. Uh, maybe that's the first uh, instance of uh, NAS. I don't. Yeah, know. she has the shakes, but it's after he catches her having sex with a man in a bear costume. It's like 2000. It's like The Shining meets yeah, everything. Yeah, 2001. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and that's Johnny Mnemonic. I mean, it is, yeah. it's it's 90s as hell. And it, as, uh, but not, uh, I, I guess here's my main, my summary, I think, is like, I wonder if actually, it's 90s as hell, but I actually think the things that make it suffer the most seem to be the canon aspects of handling too much information weirdly and odd production history. Yeah. Um, and uh, handling IP weird. 
<laughs> to be, you know, in the most broad terms possible. Yeah. Um, uh, but, and it's like the 90s stuff is like the layer. And it, I, I lied. This is my, the, my last connection to the Batman, where it's like those little bits uh, d- don't make it that I completely don't like. I enjoyed it. Like both of them. Like, and, and, but it's hard to not have on top. It's like almost like Johnny Mnemonic. Tank Girl is weighed down by the 90s. Yeah. Where it's hard, like that 90s aesthetic. In this one, it's more of like you're dealing with just like a not put together well movie sometimes because of production. And then you are reminded by 320 gigs. <laughs> and right. God lives underwater showing up out of nowhere. Or like, <laughs> or you're like, am I, I'm trying to pay attention to this information dump, but are they playing Stabbing Westward in the background? Or is that Helmet or not at all? Yeah. Um, or is that Dolph Lundgren showing up now? Who is going on? What's going on here? Uh, but it, uh, I will say, pretty fun, and I would like to see the other cuts, I think. I would like to see the other cuts as well. If you have access to those, let us know. Yeah, people, if you got them, please let us know. But yeah, I mean, in terms of canon, I don't know. What do we think? One to ten canon. Uh, before I give my rating, I just want to say Roger Ebert summed oh. it up best. When he said, uh, one of the great goofy gestures of recent cinema. It's a good summary. Yeah. yeah. It's goofy. And it's it's maybe a little unclear of when it knows it's being goofy and when it isn't. Um, yeah. But. I would say a seven for me. Yeah. 6.5. Mm-hmm. I think. um it's always harder to give a little bit of a higher of a like, is this canon when it gets into mid nineties? Cause it's just like, yeah. we just don't know that world. We don't know what their, their taste or their style would probably, but man, I would be so, like, that's like if we had five canon wishes from a genie, <laughs> maybe my number one weirdly would be like, what would happen if they kept trucking into mid to late nineties? I don't even care about the two thousands. I would just love to see, them trying to do uh what would they do uh tarantino style like you know what i mean oh. like all of that shit like there's so oh, many yeah. layers of what would canon do it that is be, so fun to picture <laughs> it would be they would they would attempt to do uh tarantino uh they would attempt to do um a Jurassic Park type of movie. <laughs> yeah. They would attempt to do a comedy that's like Fairly Brothers. Um, and they would also oh, I had another one. They would try to do like their Forrest Gump or something like that. Like something there's so much. Oh, the mask. They would definitely yeah. make like a, a Jim Carrey esque. And I have faith that it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like the ones now where you're like, wait, is this a a parody of the Fast and the Furious movies. You're just doing a weird ripoff, like with right. Stone Cold, that you'll see as like a weird VOD from yeah. it, like or like, but like that it would be like at least like interesting because it would still go through their crazy lens. Like they just, it's yeah. why we love them. They just have such an interesting lens of what they think the people want, and they know. I feel like this has more in common with Masters of the Universe. Yes. Yeah. Like that type of canon. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, six point five for me, seven for you. I think that yeah. makes sense. But uh, Do you want to hear the taglines real quick. Oh yes, please. The future's most wanted fugitive, the ultimate hard drive, the hottest data on Earth, in the coolest head in town. <laughs> the danger is all in his head. 
a pulse pounding cyber slam. <laughs> Those are very nineties taglines too. Like, oh yeah, they're not like exploitationy where you're like, oh, you said a lot but you didn't say anything, but they really don't say anything at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Just word salad like a lot of the script. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So yeah, uh, thank you. Brian Armstrong for picking this one for us. It was super fun to watch. I'm glad I finally uh, got it in my holster. I know Johnny Mnemonic, and now I can do that impression nonstop of moving yep. shit around. Every time I'm playing my iPad game, I'm going to picture that I'm Johnny Mnemonic. Exact. Oh, man. Frank you is... can't see this. Man, I, I might even folded. pull the little video of this. Just... <laughs> Oh, he's moving. He's tying up. He's moving stuff. Oh, my God. This is incredible. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh, my God. In, in Frank's world of the internet, there is a lot of bow tying. <laughs> you have to do a lot of knot work. Oh, and now he's making taffy. Now he's at Disneyland in the candy shop. Oh, now it's just, oh, it was sex briefly at the end. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Brian. Uh, you know, and speaking of a Patreon pick, he was, of course, a, a Patreon member picking this. Frank, where can people find us? They can find us on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at the Canon Canon. Oh wait, wait, yeah, the Canon Canon. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. it. Oh no, I smoked it away. Um, all right, four twenty, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Canon Canon. Second Canon is one N. And of course, patreon.com slash the canon canon. You could pick a could have been a canon for us to watch if you sign up. And we appreciate all of you. But until next week, I'm Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Hale. This is the, the canon canon. A pulse pounding cyber slam. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>